Well, I had to do that thing nobody wants to do. Tell mom I can't come home for the holidays. With COVID-19 spreading fast, I don't want to put my favorite people at risk. So I thanked her for the invite, told her how much I wish I could come, and that I hope she can understand. Of course, it helped that I offered an alternative. She's finally going to teach me her apple pie recipe on video chat. We'll make up for the missed party when we can. Learn more at coronavirus.wa.gov slash gatherings. Recorded live. Black Power, Dude 48, my hotel. Local feet on the ground radio. This your bubble born. Uh, All right, Black Power, I'm, I'm, I'm back on. I'm doing a little too much speeding right now. But like I said, it's your brother Ball. We're going to get it in tonight. We got uh, Slaughterhouse Saturday, who's still betraying the African Revolution. We're going to be dealing with this uh, origin of Christianity, part two. You know, we left off two weeks ago. We left off around 380 um, uh, Common Era. So what we're going to do, we're going to jump back off into uh, to that um situation right there. Go ahead and lay that on out for you. Might get into a little bit of Islam, take some questions and, you know, anything from the people. Just give us some, um, some nice jewels, some couple pointers about uh, some historical uh, origins, some historical pointers. Y'all stay and make sure that y'all are in the chat room. Uh, we'll be throwing some information into the chat room. Let me open it up. Let me open the chat room up, though. Let me... This chat room situation open. Sign in. Anything going on? Nice and nice and right, you know. Um. Let's see here. What's that going on here? Open anything up. Get anything, get anything running running black. Let me go uh I wanted to, I wanted to play a little clip. When I mess around, I'm I'm just like in a bind right now. Because my line don't really got that much energy on it, so I gotta go try to try to rechange, gotta change what what I'm calling from. So, give me one moment, at least I can open this uh, other thing, get this thing rocking, get anything ready for tonight. But again, like I said, we're gonna be going in on the origins of Christianity. We dealing with the religions of perversion, man-made nonsense. Um, right now, we uh, we still dealing with the with the uh, contention between the uh, I believe the Monophysite uh, Christians from Africa, uh, I believe it's the Ethiopian sect. We're still dealing in that um, arena right there. 
where they where the starting contention between who is this created creature called Christ as um as the uh Elder Bob Walter Williams would say. But you know, uh, so we're dealing with that right there, getting that getting that um storyline together and correct for the family so they can uh, realize what what the origins is of this madness. You no longer want to be uh led astray and dealing with things that were that were just created last week in order to keep us, you know, um, enslaved. See, this is the thing about things that are created new. It's not that you can't create something new, make um, make anything good out of it. It's not, you know, that's not something that can't be done. It can be done. It can be done. But the thing is, is that if you're creating things anew, then they should be created after your own culture. You should not uh, readily take things from foreign cultures bring them into your own culture and treat them as though they're things to be venerated or deified. And that's the main uh, problem that we're having with these uh, religions that uh, uh, that we're dealing with right now. Uh, they might have had origins that we could say uh, were founded inside of Africa, the interior of Africa. But through uh, years of amalgamating uh, with different European tribes, these things have totally been uh, debased, devalued, and changed into into tools of slavery, you know what I mean, Um, utilized on a regular basis for slavery against us as African people. So, you know, we're dealing with that situation right there. Um, so we done with that right there. Black Power. What we got out there on the line already? Let me see. Oh, not another. Black Power family was rough. It's Brother Little. Uh, Black Power, what's going on, Brother Little? How are you, family? You know Black Tastic, King Black Tastic. Yeah, family, I, I see you, you. You know, you hit me up with the with the information, man, about the uh, you know, the BLR. You know what I mean? Might they come in, you know, uh, get the people, to, you know, the good news and anything, but I know you, you get your thing right, getting anything going. So, you know, you might want to, uh, anything that y'all got going on, I might want to go ahead and invite the people, obviously, you might be able to get to uh, any programs or things of that nature, you feel me? Oh, uh, yeah, like how you already know, home team, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm at bat right now. Let me let me get a hit and get on base, then we go ahead and get that rope. Already, already. You know, um, let me let me pull everything up and get all this everything right right now. So you know what I'm saying? Um, one moment right here. Black Power, what's going on, Sister Camille? BB for Holy Black Power, BB for Holy to the family. Like Brother Brother Little, I am also quite fantastic today. Black Power to the Queen. Black power speaking. Uh, before before yeah, before yeah, what's going on, sister? You know, I'm in this racist cracker beat society, swinging. Already, you know, we said you know, uh, you know, tonight we gonna be dealing with the origins of the religion of perversion. You know, on uh, this Christianity, uh, uh, 
like the last week, we're going to let the sister take the lead. You know, we're going to be filling in the blanks. I'm going to be asking some questions, though. So, you know, I'm going to be asking some questions. Don't take my questions as, uh, as uh, you know, they're going to be uh, questions just to, just to clarify points from a perspective of somebody who might be a little bit lost. I ain't, I ain't totally lost. But if somebody who a little bit lost, just to make sure that any points that I think that might need to be hit again are really clarified, make sure all the all those um all those things are hit uh especially well so we won't have no won't be no um after this show won't be no uh reason for us to re go over these things. So trust me on that. We might have to have the uh some some um we might have to you know, reiterate some stances and standpoints. But I, I really see that we're on the last leg of organized of organized religion coming from out of the European construct. I really see that we're in the in the um in the days of recreating and reshaping a as you want to call it a religion, but it you know, what religion is is, is uh, cultural values which are expressed to uh, project greatness out of one's, uh, you know, uh, uh, cultural values that are expressed in a manner that you, where you deify your culture in order to uh, produce greatness up out of you. And that's basically what, what a religion is, is just a way to reflect on one's own nature and one's own style of living in order to create something greater. So it's going to become a point in time when us as Africans here uh, the uh, new Africans here in this wilderness in North America, where on our sojourn here, we're going to have to create what will be, um, you know, for the for the layman might have to be called a religion for the layman, but we're going to have to create a culture which deifies uh, the way that we want to live or deify our aspects of life that we deem good you know, in order for us to be able to, you know, just grow as a people. Because if we don't do that, if we don't create our own cultural story, you know, as we were speaking on Thursday, uh, you know, we don't create our own story, then somebody, then the people who have been writing the story will continuously write us out of history as it's being done, as we can see uh, via through the textbooks that we, uh, you know, that are utilized inside the school. Yeah, if we look on the uh, television, if you see the major push of the homosexual agenda with this side of the African community, where it will, we will no longer exist as a African, but we will only exist as the uh, amalgamated Negro. So uh, with this sick onslaught of racism, white supremacy, which was uh, uh, it acted upon us because they had superior weapons you know, a superior weaponry when they came in. You know what I mean? We're going to have to turn this around and uh, rebuild our old mind state in order for war. And that's one of the things that I think that's going to have to be in our cultural context is that we're going to have to make sure that the deities that we bring forth are the ancestors that we most most reverence or give the most reverence to or most revered in our uh, community are going to have to be those who have the mind state of uh, uh, revolution. We're going to have to def, uh, definitely uh, revere the uh, the strong, the mighty, the uncompromising uh, 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 ancestors that we have had come before us 
in order for us to pull on that energy that will lead us on the proper course of BB48. So now with that being said, you know, um, I just wanted to monologue that in real quick. Uh, what's going on out there tonight, family? BB48, Black Power. Black Power. I just want to throw in a little something before another family members come in. Um, one of the things that we have to add into that with the Cracker Beast having uh, superior weaponry is that what we found out when we first started on this uh, two Saturdays ago, that along the way the Cracker Beast always had black traders helping. Had it not mm-hmm. been black traders all the way down to now, it would be a different story. I'll say I'll say it was just and you're totally correct on that. It was always a always a set of of blacks who were willing to betray the community for gains of who knows what. Let's see, uh I'm I'm trying to switch trying to switch lines real quick. So part of Pardon me. If you could go ahead and add on real quick, Sister Camille, because I got I got to try to switch my line real fast. I say, um, I just want to um, do some friendly reminders, okay? Friendly reminders. During the time of Constantine one, three hundred six to three thirty seven, this is A.D. There was no Jesus Christ. There were no Christians, as we know it today, and no religion called Christianity or a Christian church existing anywhere on the planet Earth. And this would be uh, 200-some, 300-some years after uh, the the traditional lie of the mythical Christ being born, Jesus Christ being born what? What's that, 1 B.C.? Well, we got 4 B.C.? Going around there? Yeah, you're correct. Still know Jesus Christ. Depending upon who timeline you're looking at, but you still, now you, we are at 306 B.C.E., you say. There is no church. I'm, 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 I was just giving a little refresher. When we mm-hmm. deal with Constantine one. Okay. Constantine one existed from three oh six to three thirty seven. We don't got no Jesus. Ain't no uh we don't got none of these. None of these slick little prophets ain't came up with no slick shit yet. Jeeva Slice ain't been created yet. Not that I've seen, but we definitely don't have a church of existence and anything that we can see as being. That's the one thing, though, that, that's interesting about that time period is the things that were being discussed at that time of religion were not being even though they were up into that Mediterranean area, they were not readily being discussed by the Euro or the Greek. They were Africans who were the ones who were still making the primary decisions upon what um, 
what religious texts held in them and what will what would be the um the culture of the religion what would you know how the deities would act what would be the people's um relationship how the deities related to the people also the uh you know the relationship to, to nature all of these things were still being uh still being uh, debated back and forth by Africans. Okay. And, you know, the interesting thing about it is, like you said, it, it was Africans, it was black, it was traitorous Africans who created this goddamn uh, myth, the foundation of it, for the cracker beat, for the goddamn cracker beat. And then the cracker beast took a hold of it and went buck wild. But all along, it's African. It's African. Mm-hmm. You don't see the uh, cracker beast don't get into this argument over the uh, mad May, the rapist who by the Council of Ephesus is called Macius, still not the Jesus Christ yet. That ain't there yet. All right? arguing over whether the exterior Coptic Egyptian community who really stay strong for the most part, you know, throughout his throughout this time period, whether they would accept with a traitorous Melkite brothers and sisters accepted that this racist made from Osar and, and um Apis yeah. had a human form. They would only accept that it had the Osiris or Saw-like spirit, would not accept that it had a human form. And that's what uh, traitorous Melkite Coptic Africans were doing at the behest of the savage cracker beast Greeks and Romans down the line. Uh, as we said, we opening it up, getting, getting everybody tuned up to what, where we was at, to where we was at, and what, what was some of the reasons, and, and as the Queen already expounded some of the reasons why they were holding the council, you know, and as we were saying, the Euro had just started coming into the, uh, coming into the area, and really was, uh, you know, even though, like, no, no, they were in the area, not, not saying anything, but they were in the area, but they were just coming into the signs of trying to be able to grasp hold of what religion was. That's what was the formulation of them. Because what they needed was a better political system after they had created Serapis. They just, you know, and that was the, that was the basis of forming Christianity, is that it, it could be a political system that could um, basically incorporate the, the people they wanted they wanted systems that could really readily incorporate the people into the madness. So then that way it's easier for you to push over whatever you got to push over. I say, and they wanted them secret records. They wanted them texts. They wanted them scrolls. And the mm-hmm. only way that was to have our 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 our, our I'm going to say our in, intelligence, our, our intellectual community, which was called uh, the Jesus's turn that shit over. You know? 
because they needed they needed a group that they could bring into Africa as Europeans and say that listen, we are as civilized as you are. You know what I mean? To show that you know, and that's why they had to have them create scrolls and things of that nature for themselves, so then that way they could study up, and then they could send their own people and say, look, look, we we got culture now, we need even more out of y'all because people don't want to talk. You know, it's hard for one who is not ignorant to talk to one who is ignorant. It's not a lot of conversation. <laughs> and so that's what that's what it was. They were trying to come up out of their ignorance. And there's not a lot of conversation that the Africans had for them. Um which I could quite remember is Dr. Clark I remember him telling the story of a situation like that. Uh, I believe it was uh uh what was that degree? Uh Damn, damn, damn. Was this? Uh, I can't remember what Greek it was. Alexander, I think it was Alexander the Greek. I think it was Alexander the Greek. Um, Dr. Clark told the story of, uh, of him coming, going to an African uh, priest and, and, and striving to ask a question. And the priest asked him how old he was and told him to come back. In 40 more years, and he might have a question that he was willing to answer. And that was, matter of fact, he told that story in that debate with uh, with Lee, with uh, yeah, with, with Sister Lee. Yeah, he got a cracker Leskowitz. Yeah, with the cracker Leskowitz, he spoke on how how the African looked at them in such in such a disdain, like yo, like you you so ignorant that there's no questions that really you can formulate and get ignorance that will be worthwhile even answering. You're too ignorant to formulate proper questions, which was something that was very interesting, uh, you know, um, to be put out there at that point in time. Which is interesting, you know, you hear about the Crusades, but you don't really get the true story, but even still you hear about it. But you never hear about the uh, persecution that our ancestors faced refusing to accept this man-made religion in Africa. Mm-hmm. And, and it's there. You know, they got the shit recorded, but they never talk about it. it was you know, it was like it was the pushover religion. Like It, it walked itself in. Nicely, even though they was crusading against everybody else, they didn't crusade against the Africans. It somehow showed up nicely. Mhm. You know who has the count of how many Africans died under the cracker beast Ptolemy because they refused to turn over the the sacred text that mm-hmm. they had in possession. Mm-hmm. They were accept them as a god. How many? Mm-hmm. That's why when you know when we when we look at the the grasp that we have on African history, there's so much to have been lost. You know, we have thousands of years, but you know there's thousands and thousands of passages, thousands and thousands of scrolls. You know what I mean? But we were dealing with people who were so ignorant that they would take the papyri scrolls and use them for fuel. 
to fuel their fires and things of this nature. So you dealing with we dealing with a situation where people not only stole, but they were just so degenerate that they would take the information and burn it for the smoke and the iron and all different types of uh, different type of folly that the Arab, you know, I'm not even gonna call him an Arab no more. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna call him an Arab. This. Mon- this uh, mongrelized euro. That's what I'll call him. He's a mongrel euro. So this mongrel euro right here, he, the things that he's uh, come up with from out of, out of these, uh, you know, from stealing, he stole, like I said, this day, they stole, they burned. And I think that they stole before they started burning. Even though that's that's something that the conquerors do, they would destroy your information straight up. But there was at a point in time where they had to steal in order because one of the things that we look at it at the euro is that he had no science. So this this is the only way that you can get anything is through that the the co-opting of the traders, where the traders are are teaching you pieces of the language and, and also creating language. So you can be able to uh, start to formulate uh, ideas of your own because they had no created language. So they had to create a language form or create, not, not the language, but at least create the alphabet in order for them to be able to write uh, their information down. So we're dealing with people who had, had no information. Once they got information, it was easy for them to burn loot, rob, and steal, put the rest of the shit up under the basement, then come out every once in a while with his old, uh, uh, goes Socrates. You know what I'm saying? He goes to Plato. Every once in a while, we all say, we got, she got these super smart white men who know a thousand goddamn things at one time, but never had no schools, but no schools even existing around that could teach them this shit, or you don't see no trace of them uh, going to no schools in their own lands they only go outside of the land in order to get this information, but they all of a sudden are the masters and the creators of a thousand sciences at one time. I see. All right, family. Yeah, my bad. I I got muted by accident. But I guess we. It's okay. What do you What are you reading from? Oh, right now we were just opening up, just going over a couple, just a little open notes from our last one from uh, show two shows ago, and now we about to uh, really start to get into the origin of Christianity. Gonna be reading from from several different. Several different authors, but right now we're gonna let this we're gonna let this show mainly be led by Dr. Walter Williams tonight. Okay. And who is this, mother? Ass? This is Goddess. This is Goddess Aaliyah. All right, Black Power BB48, Goddess Aaliyah. And you are? Oh, this is oh, this is Brother Bourne. This is uh, this the main host right here. We've got a couple of my co-hosts on. Sister Camille gonna be lead, gonna really be leading the charge tonight. Uh, All right. Let's Yes, sir. Exactly. 
so Sister Camille, we, you know, we, you said we had, uh, you know, we just gave a little bit of background on that, but uh, we around the year 300, am I correct? Start delving off into this. When we actually left off at um, 381, uh, we're going to the second um, important council at this time period, which was um, the Council of Constantinople One. So this is this is BC, not AD. You still in BC? No, this is AD. No, we, we, we left BC. Okay. Oh, you? Yeah, we're yeah we're three eighty one uh, common era. Okay, in the common era. Yeah, we're three eighty one common era. Mhm. Okay. Uh, just as a reminder, Queen, as was brought up on the other uh, two Saturdays ago, as of three thirty seven A.D. There is no Jesus Christ. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, <laughs> the religion called Christianity Queen. Wait, oh, this, the, the, my thing is, there was no Jesus Christ two hundred thousand years ago, uh, one billion years ago. You know, I mean, I, it's just ridiculous. I understand <laughs> exactly. I, I have no qualms. I am not in any doubt about the fact that this is a made man religion a man-made religion, and that it has totally destroyed uh, the authenticity of the black males and women on this planet. There's no doubt about that. So. Well, you on the right side, <laughs> I still keep on the ground. Yeah, no, nah, we wanted to make sure, because, you know, sometimes our people be floating, you know, sometimes, so we just oh, want to yeah. make sure, you know, we want to make sure everybody's feet on the ground before we start taking <laughs> off. Because if not, we might have to start viewing the lies and stuff. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Because we, we know how people go. We know how yes, people interject. When we go Absolutely. When we go this you know, when King Jeebus is out here, Jeebus Slice, <laughs> when Jeebus Slice out here, you know, we'll definitely get a lot of uh, a lot of backlash. But it's, 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 all needed. it's all needed because these are lies that have to be defeated. you got to stand strong and vigilant in this time right now because a lot of these things are really – they are definitely harming our um, our mind where we are not able to go ahead and move forward with things that are necessary, necessary nation building because we're so busy trapped up in a nation that does not exist, the nation of Israel. Now, let's, let's get it moving. Now, now, who is the nation of Israel? <laughs> I'm trying to figure, figure it. We've been looking for it right now. <laughs> Oh, We're looking okay, for this okay. shit right now. We're looking for it. I thought you were going to say that God no, was the nation of Israel. No, no, no. We ain't for the nation of Israel. We <laughs> our people. Our people somehow. I know. That's what I was saying. Our people feel like they thought they are part of some nation of Israel. And that's one of the problems with our mind state. Instead of being oh, part okay. of this African nation, we trapped over there in some in a la-la land, in a fairy tale place that don't exist. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely, and it's really sad that when you 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 can almost you all you can give them the proof, and they still do not comprehend. And, and you know that is what baffles baffles me. I mean, I, you give them actual fact and proof that there is no such thing as no Israelites, and you know that was in Egypt and was saved by Moses, and then. Uh, you know the this, these lessons that are that are supposed to be 
permeating around United States within the black so-called high conscious communities. Um, I think mostly the five percenters have them, right? And it has this one piece in the in the literature that says um, that Moses fed these people trichnology, you see, which allowed them to turn into the vicious devils that they are. And so my thinking is when I heard that, well, well what's right about that? You know what I'm saying? Well, why would you want to be associated with that type of culture by saying you are Israelite? Because that right there is not saying anything good, and though we – must learn to be combative. We we must learn to protect our own. As the original people of the planet, we did not deal with that type of nature. Our nature was good, pleasant, peaceful, loving, kind, you see. So we knew of no trichnology. So I don't know what that was supposed to mean, but these people, they they read this, they study it, it becomes one with them, it's in uh, their That's pseudoscience, Queen. That's what we call the pseudo. You know, that's the pseudoscience. It you sounds it. good. It's close to science, but it's not. We're going to yes. go ahead and start jumping on. We're going to jump off into it because what we're going to do tonight, like I said, we we, we we ending this off. So there's that way on our show, we only got to go back. We can tell them, go to the archives. You know, <laughs> put this shit in perspective. Y'all yeah. got, we got dates. We're going to put the date chart out and so they can go check it their own self. So then that way, you know, we dealt with this information. We done with it. You know, we threw. We don't have no reason to deal with this any longer. We're going to move on to bigger and better things. But some things got to be slayed, so we're going to get on this dragon. Now, we have 381, the first council of Constantine. All right, come, come on, come on with it, Sister Camille. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for you. I got my pen and paper ready. Okay. Notebooks out. Okay. Now, this council was called because you still had our ancestors, the exterior community, refusing to accept the man-made serapis as God. And you had an African by the name of um, Arius who gave a strong statement against it. So at this meeting, the whole purpose of this meeting was to deal with the continual Arianists, as they were calling them now, resistance to the racist or against the racist. And the exterior Coptic community, these Africans, these Egyptians, were now called Arianists because they were practicing the views of Arianism and not accepting the created creature to rapist as God. Mm-hmm, I'm, with, I'm with you. What happened to our queen? What happened to the sister? The sister came up missing? I'm here. Oh, all right. Oh, all right. All right. I, I was talking, didn't know I was on mute. Sorry. Oh. Go ahead. It's on you. 
So did you catch what I said about how it came about? The last thing I got was Arius. Yes, Arius was the reason for the first council being called in 325 AD, the Council of Nicaea. And that's because he made a strong statement against this man-made creature called Serapis. So the Africans, they were still resistant. So the Africans that resisted this, their Melkite traders and the Cracker Beach Romans were calling them Arianists. And mm-hmm. so the Council of Constantinople I was to reaffirm the Nicene Homoousius Creed. And this was to trick the monophysite or, or the Syriac Coptic Church, because the monophysites eventually come out of the Syriac Coptic Church, as they're called, which would not accept that the rapist had a human nature. So the Homoousius Creed was to say that. Serapis was from the substance of the Father, meaning Osiris. True mm-hmm. God, true God, begotten, not made, God of the Father, God of the Son, the same. And this creed, after the county of Nasir one was to be recited in these uh, Melkite, or let's just say Roman, Greek, now Roman uh, temples. That's the whole point of Constantinople one, to reaffirm the Nazi homo Ucius creed, to issue a decree to repudiate Arianism and Arianist thought among our African exterior Coptic community, to make the Nazi homo Ucius creed the official creed of the Byzantine Roman government. And this was to be recited, like I said, excuse me, let me uh, correct myself. This was to be decided as of this council, as of 381, when this council closed, July 9, 381 AD. This creed, the Homo Ucius Creed, was to be um, decided at the opening of all future council meetings thereafter. The God, which was God the Father, God the Son, the same. And the last thing that this council I'm sorry, King. What are you saying? I didn't say anything, Queen. I think that might have been somebody moving around. Listen, if y'all out there, mute your mic if you're not talking, and then that way everybody can hear, and then if you got something to say, unmute your mic. The last thing that happened at this council meeting was that Constantinople became the first seed in honor and dignity. So that would be the first, uh, uh, the foundation or, or the place where this is supposed to now be formulated. And so at the Bishop of, um, at the, the Bishop of Damascus request, the Melkite uh, Papa, as they call him, or Papel, um, the Emperor Theodosius made this creed in effect, July 30th. And then the illness starts to happen after this. The cracker beast Theodosius starts to attack 
with the Roman Byzantine army, the exterior Coptic uh, community. He told them either they profess the faith of the Melkite teachers of Constantinople and Alexander as examples, referring to the Nicene Creed. He forbade the members of the Coptic community to meet for spiritual or religious purposes and ordered their homes and ordered the homes of their clothes you see. Who's that? Is that you? Hold on, hold on one second. Is that you, Sister Kimmy? Is somebody moving? Let me see something. That's not me. That's Southeast Florida. All right. Florida, that's you moving around. You got to mute your mic. I'll unmute your line in a little bit. Well, go ahead. Go ahead, Sister Kimmy. And before you go, Black Power, what's going on, Brother Brahe? How are you out there? Uh, Brother Rahebu, he tuned, he tuned in there. Black Power to all the guests out there. You know, we like I said, we're getting it every uh, dealing with this uh, Origins of Christianity, part two. Um, back, go ahead, go ahead, Sister Camille. It's back on you. I'll clear that noise up that was in the background. Um, his actions, uh, Theodosius One's actions were criticized, believe it or not, by a Minnesotic bishop. Bishop, and Jesus of Alexandria, and he reminded the crafter that he had authority over the exterior community, or even the Melkite Melkite community, due to the I don't, know. I don't know who fucking line that is. I unmuted everybody. Go ahead. Go ahead, Sister Camille. Say something again. Black Power. All right. That was guest nine. Guest nine got kids in the background, people in the hallway. Listen, like I say, you know, I'm going to say this again. Y'all, come on. If you want to speak, we don't mind. But because we allow everybody lines to be open off the beginning, when you come in, if you've got noise going on in your background, mute your line, please, in order for us to maintain the clarity of what's being said on this show. Thank you. Thank you again. So uh, to make that um you know, he was checked by that uh, Melchi Coptic bishop, and he returned to home. But something um, really tragic happened, and as Dr. Walter Williams breaks it down, it was in the year under Theodosius I, the year 391, where the Melkite Coptic Egyptian by the name of Theophilus, uh, with the permission and encouragement of Theodosius I, destroyed the Serapian Temple in Alexander, Egypt, the cannibal. Poet's Temple in the city of Cannabis, Egypt, the Temple of Dionysus in Memphis. Now, these cities are crucial because these are the cities where you have the Melkite, where you have our ancestors that was traded, co-op, co- working with them, right? 
Now, mm-hmm. the reason why they destroyed this was to help make way for the Homo Usius Creed. Because, see, everybody at this point knew the name of the racist. You couldn't come at them or they would not accept it. And I'm referring to our ancestors that stay strong. So what they did, which was very smart when you think about it, to the destruction of these three temples that housed the rapists. Mm-hmm. The name of the rapists was destroyed, but the image of Ptolemy Laggy One was maintained. And it was later renamed at the Council of Ethius in 431, Macius Christo. Or Macius Flash grew up with Christo. He was saying that same thing. Okay. And then the most tragic part of this is that this African, this black trader, this black male kyptoptic, Theophilus, was the destruction of the Serapian Temple and the annex building in Alexandria, Egypt, because this building, which is um, today known as the Great Library of Egypt, um, was the storage for thousands of our ancestors' scrolls that they had uh, confiscated. And the Africans and Memphis turned over. And, and cannabis turned over. Okay? So these thousands of our ancestors, divinely inspired scrolls and manuscripts were destroyed. Right? 391. So this is all, this is all, um, how can I say, I'm trying to say, this is all the result of the second council, Constantinople one, because again, we still got the resistance of our answers. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that resistance was from the, from, from the brothers from the Syriac tribe, from the, uh, from the, uh because I don't even want to say Syriac, but the uh, oh Syriac that's time. That's North Africa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I didn't, and I didn't even want to use Syria, but you know they they utilize that term. Yeah, it is North Africa. Yeah, that all of this is taking place. Because remember, well, how, how does this how does the practice start? How do we get to monophysite and dinosite dinosites from Africa? By that very first traitorous African, by those very first group of, of priests and priests of Memphis that bow down and agree to make the Ptolemy Latin into a god. Uh, yep, sure indeed. And then turning over what scrolls that they had in their possession in Memphis over to them. Mm-hmm. And you got to be real with it, intentional. Even though the first or first official university is supposed to be the Hagia Sophia, where Europeans, and when we're talking about Europeans now, we're talking about if you look at these uh, visualized Europe, we'll be talking about the easternmost aspect of it, from Spain all the way, you know, the Balkans. Uh, uh, Bulgaria, places that they call Yugoslavia, mm-hmm. Georgia, Georgia or, the, or the Slav type people. By this time. 
thanks to the success and 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 feeding off of our people by the uh, cracker beasts that are called Greek, and then that are named Romans, but they're the same goddamn people. in different parts of North and Central Africa did not bow down, did not turn over what scrolls they had, those priests and priestesses. They'd rather die, and and they were murdered. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what you said, the Slavic areas with that... uh... Walter Williams got a note inside his book, page five. He was saying he said they, they was coming from out of the, uh, they came from the Slavic areas of Europe, such as uh, Bulgaria, Albania, Yugoslavia, Hung- Hungary, Greece, Romania, areas of southern Russia, such as Azerbaijan and Armenia. They used the Aegean, Bosporus, and Black Seas as their route to enter the geographical land areas in North Central and Northeast Africa, especially Turkey. The Mediterranean Sea was used in Egypt and Central Africa and other North African countries along the Mediterranean, such as Libya, Tunisia, Algeria, Morocco, and Mauritania. Today, these people are called Arabs. In Egypt, they were under the rule of the Greek Ptolemies. In Turkey, which included North Syria and the surrounding areas, they were under the rule of the Greek Seleucid rulers. Well, that's just a cracker who came down out the mountain, the mountain cracker, is what we'll call him. Now we now we headed to the Council of Ephesus in a second. We move we moving closer to that. Mm-hmm. That's where we at. All right. And what triggers this is the African. Nestorius, who preached that the rapist image, had one divine and father's assimilated spirit, therefore the son of man, but no human nature, and thus could not be called a god. Now, Ephesus was held in East Africa with Turkey, which is now called Turkey, you know. And this was uh, 431. And what's interesting about this, Nestorius is really like a quasi-Melkite, quasi-monophysite. He's he, on the fish, you know what I'm saying? But he was not mm-hmm. the title of Theotokos that was given to the uh, created Mary, or which is called the Virgin Mary. Mm-hmm. And the Theotokos mean uh, what the mother of God, right? Correct. And he was also moved by the monotheistic teachings of um, you, uh, you, um, Eutyches, E U T Y E H E S. And you saying that that was that was the. Uh, uh, the Eutychus, the Eutychus, Eutych, you know, yes. is a name I might not, I might be messing it up, but as the queen said, it's E-U-T-Y-C-H-E-S. He is, uh, he was what was known, they said he's known as the, uh, the father of monophotitism. Monophotite, 
which is, uh, you know, he, like you said, you know, he taught that to rappers who today we know as Jesus had only one uh, Asarian-like spirit, spirit, but had no human nature. So, you know, that was, he was the uh, originator of that. And that's uh, three, that's three, like 370, 380 uh, BCE. That's his beginning, 380 BCE. Oh, let me look at it. Let me look at my book. I'll find that record. Uh, 378378, Plus now, we heard that before. So they can see that this is actual. All right, so uh, we, dealt, we dealt with the... So we have to counsel uh, atheists. Maybe I might... And you have the Melchite Coptic Bishop Cyril of Alexander, who was commissioned by the Melchite Coptic Pope, Celestine one to journey to Ethiopia to preside over this council, which was convoked by the uh, Roman Byzantine um, Emperor Theodosius II. Mm-hmm. Quest of the Melchite Coptic Bishop or, or Pope, excuse me, not Bishop Pope. Celestine. So he sent his delegate, Bishop Cyril, all right, in his place, and they were to carry out objectives. And the first objective um, was to reaffirm, once again, the Nicene Homius, Homoousius Creed. So now he got the third, the second council in a row that's trying to reaffirm. To make this the law, right, under the Roman Byzantine Empire, the Homo Ousius Creed, which was first introduced at the First Council of Nicene, 325 AD. Okay. So at this council, they were to, again, reaffirm the Homo Ousius Creed, condemn. Um, Nestorius and you, um, I'm gonna say you, Tichi, and the other followers um, that would not accept the human nature of the Serapis created creature. And then they were still, and, and as you said, that was that turned to the um, what was that? That's the uh, the Council of Ephesus, and that's when you get, like you said, they they condemn the Eutychus or Eutuchis, whatever, one or the other. Is it the Eutychus or Eutychus? 
and uh, that was the, where they condemned the story of Samuel teachers for the, for uh, for what both of them was teaching. They said, "Y'all going down together." Mm-hmm. And so you you have uh, the Melchite Bishop Cyril maintaining that the being had not undergone any changes or any change in becoming flesh. The word logos is united according to the substance homostasis a homostasis to the flesh, animated by a rational soul. So here you now are finding language trying to make the created creature rich. Mm-hmm. He is called the son of man, where the two natures are joined in a true union, and the two constitute one person and the one son. The difference in the nature is not suppressed by the union, but the inexplicable meeting of divinity and humanity produces one soul to rapist Christ. The word was born of the virgin and took himself the nature of his own proper flesh. Deep. Okay? So the Homo Usius Creed, which is being re- reworded now, is supposed to have given the rapist a human nature, which in truth was done by removing the, our ancestor, the goddess of Seth, from the Egyptian divine triad. So now this is another one being moved and being uh-huh. a man-made creature called the Virgin Mary. Who to this day, I'll tell you right now, to this day, the created creature Mary is more powerful than anybody else in the, and they got their whole triad. Yeah. Uh, you think not? Go look at what the Pope laying up under. So at this council, under the orders of Moschini, they made a homostatic union of this creature called the Virgin Mary with that <laughs> rapist, and thus this creature called the Virgin Mary, became the Virgin Focus, the mother of God, thereby claiming that the rapist had become flesh, the logo. Madness. And let's also make sure it's clear. The Virgin Mary was given the assimilated characteristics of our sex, the same way the rapist was given the assimilated characteristic spirit of a star. Mm-hmm. And so, Brother Boyd, this is where you really get that. The schism grows even wider. You know, because with this man-made diotheistic, which is talking about the spirit of a star and, and being human, right, the diotheistic nature of this created the rapist and the created uh, creature, the Virgin Mary, as she appears, begins the development of a new theology. This is where. It is at this capital. Okay. The Melkites who spoke a Coptic Greek language, 
Mace the rapist, the anointed, Maceus. And the word Maceus in Coptic Greek means Christos. And in English, Christ. Christ. Now, hold on. What, what, what year is that? Now, we'll, hold on, hold on. We, what count? We still on the council. Uh, give, me the, give me the year. Give me the year, so I know where we got. The council of Ephesus. It is, yeah, we're still in the council. All right, all right. I just wanted that's what the people we still in the council are asking. Yeah. We're still in four thirty one. Now you're saying that, right? By dividing in by that was a, a, a easy way to to have both natures still existing by creating that the uh the theotokies. You, you know, they because at, at one point they wanted to put them both inside of uh, the created creature Christ, but then you know to reword it and then bring then bring in the uh, Virgin Mary, but still keep all of the concepts there, but make the people um uh, you know give them a uh, give them something of what they were used to. I say, and that was the whole point of destroying the images. Not so much the images, but the names to rapists and those three temples. Mm-hmm. So that they could have this council, come up with a new name, keep the same image, same characteristics, same person, but a different name. Mm-hmm. But the people wouldn't accept it. I'm, I'm talking about our people. Ain't no cracker beast up in this argument, by the way. No cracker beast of it are up in this argument. You got them on the outside facilitating the black traders, the Melkite Coptic Egyptians, but they're not up in this discussion. You know, Cracker Beast Bishop, none of that. No no Papa or, or Papal, none of that shit yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they, they didn't show up. They didn't show up to about 200 more years later. We had about two more hundred more years before. For for uh, euros, show they face in any type of strong stance inside of the religious aspect. And these traders of Melkite, uh, Coptic Africans, are really um, that to become the world's first diatheistic Christian, uh, which the uh, history books call them um, Coptic Christians. When they talk about Coptic. They're referring to them. They never mentioned the majority of the uh, Coptics that refused to accept this shit. So they, you know, they was, they was going by the border to make sure that you had to accept this. It was, you know, it was natural. It's natural in Africa for us not to accept uh, foreign foreign ideas and ideology. That's natural. Mm-hmm. We could see the shit shaping. We could see it shaping up and knew that it didn't come from us. Mm-hmm. You know, and, 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 you, and, and they were aware of this formation because you, at the same time that you have those Africans in Memphis that uh, makes this agreement with Ptolemy Laggy, you have Africans, other, I'm going to cities or towns just so that we can have an understanding 
all that was resisting it, all right, and being murdered, having their temples raided and then eventually closed. So we done went from 320 B.C. with the creation of Serapis, who was Ptolemy one Laggy, who was called Suda, which means the word Savior in English. So from that time to the end of this council, that's 751 years that it took to transform Serapis into Macias. The Christo. The Christo. Yeah. Right. You don't got no Jesus. The no Jesus, Jesus still on his list. They still cooking. They still, he's still formulating. He's still forming. Jesus is still in the womb right now. Of the, the preacher, Virgin Mary. But because of, uh, you know, one of the reasons why the Virgin Mary had to be created and had to be here on the scene is because our, because the people are so matrimonial. You know, the people are so uh, much into the, the worship of our set that you had to make sure that they had that. They had. That couldn't be one of the things that they waited on was the creating of a place for the for the mother goddess. All right. And that brings us to our next council. Mm-hmm. It brings us to the fourth ecumenical council. Twenty years later, the Council of Chalcedon. All right. It was held from October the eighth to the thirty first, four fifty one A.D. or A.B.C.E. However you want to do it. A.C.E. Yeah, no, I think it's A.C.E. And, and, and really, for the like of me, I don't know what the A stands for in ACE, so I just use common error. I just use CE. I do not know what the C, what the A stands for in there. I'm, I should look it up, but I'm so used to using just regular common error. It's after common error. Mm. All right. Damn. When the hell is the common error? We're, we'll get onto that. White man fucking time up later. That's a whole nother show. But uh, well, we had the council, uh, uh, Chalcedon, right? Yes. Mhm. All right, and that's four fifty. The council of Chalcedon is uh four fifty one. Uh, that was right before. Uh, that's. That's right there at the Byzantine uh, Empire. Byzantine Empire about to start. Mm-hmm. Correct. All right. I'm saying Roman, by the way, Byzantine Empire, because it's really one and the same. That's right. Yeah, because it was the Eastern and the Western Roman Empire. So it's, it, 
And, you know, you're saying that when you look at it, a lot of uh, more historical information, they basically, they call it the Eastern Roman Empire, and they use by uh, Byzantine, like, as a, uh, just like what they call it, like a colloquial term, like, for people just to, just to differentiate the time periods. Mm-hmm. What's that story we got with the council, uh, council dorm? Okay. Uh, and you know what? Uh, what did uh, so so at the council, council dorm? What what was the what was the schism that was still being had between the uh, the monophysites at that point in time? The same thing, brother boy. You still had Nestorians, uh, Nestorians out here, monophysites and Arianists who refused to recognize and call the created creature the Virgin Mary to see a token. They're still denouncing uh, you cheat. How do you say that? You um, teaching E-U-T-I-C-H-S. Yeah, Eutychus. I think it's Eutychus. I think it's, I think it's Eutychus. E-U-T-Y. Just keep looking at it over and over. I think it's Eutychus. Eutychus? Yeah. Okay. It's still going on. hmm No, I know that's what's still happening. They still, they still try to figure out what's what. Is he created? Is he not created? And if he is created, is he human only? Is he God only? Is he human and God together? Mm-hmm. You know, and this is still, you know, and as you said, this is still the uh, created creature Christ. His his uh, attributes are not fully formulated yet. So, you know, that's what that's what we say. That that's what's being dealt with at the Council of Chalcedon, and that, and like you said, that was our uh, four fifty one. Correct. You know, and it's so funny you say that because they actually came up with a formula of faith, which was forth by the legates of. The Melkite Coptic Papa or Leo one. And this formula of faith was in opposition to those who would destroy the mystery of the incarnation by partitioning the rapist in Christ. And again it also refused those who refused to call the created Mary or the creature Mary to see a token. So at this council, um, they define define um, this council defined one Christ, perfect God and man, consubstantial, consubstantial with man. Meaning another way of saying that these two forces were unified, uh-huh. human um, nature and the Osiris-like nature unified in this image called the races. One soul being in two natures, without division or separation, and without confusion or change. <coughs> However, this union does not suppress the difference in nature. Their individual properties remain untouched, and they are joined together in one person or homostasis, or homostatic. This is illmatic. 
I didn't mean for that to rhyme, but it's really crazy. <laughs> Dr. Yeah. was right. Christians and Muslims are not scholars of their faith because ain't no way you could just study this information right here and still hold on to that bullshit. Mm-mm. And now, you know, get the genome. Because uh, the the emperor of, of the Byzantine Empire, who he created the Hematoki, which was basically a tent, and that was 482. That was right after the uh, Council of Chal- uh, uh, Chalcedon, where uh, he he issued he he put out a, a a proclamation because what he was trying to do is he wanted to recounsel the differences between the uh, monophysites. And uh, uh, you know, in the, the monophysites and the Nicaeans and the, uh, I mean, the Storians, and and he was just trying to basically say, look, man, we got to figure out a way in order for us to put these things back together. Now, if you look at it, matter of fact, I'm going. Matter of fact, I'm gonna go to this link. I got a, I got a link. Oh shit. Only thing, I'm, nah, not, not no fucking wiki link. I got a, got a, I got a real one. Uh, uh, damn it! Uh, where for? All right. Well, what happened with the Hindu token? The Hindu token created what they call the Acacian schism. And that was basically uh, between the Eastern and Western. Uh, they call them, and it's not the Eastern and Western Orthodox churches because they're not even they're, they're not even Christian yet. They still not even even though you know they they're starting to uh, get the name the Christos. They're starting to use certain pieces, but they're really still not Christians because Christ is not fully formulated as of this time right now. Um, they say in the events leading up to the schism, Pope Felix III wrote two letters: one to Zeno and one to Acacius, Patriarch of Constantinople, reminding them of the need to defend the faith without compromise that they had done previously. Uh, let's see. Uh, all right, when uh, when Felix wrote uh, two letters summoning. Some of the cases to roll to explain his conduct. The, the, the legatees who brought these letters to Constantinople were imprisoned as soon as they landed and forced to receive communion from Acacius as part of a, a liturgy in which they heard Peter Mongus and, and Amiasite named in the Dipticus. Felix, having heard of this from Aomodici, oh, hold on, Okamidi monks in, in Constantinople held a synod in 484, which he denounced Ligurts and deposed and excommunicated Acacius. Now, uh, Acacius is who we get the uh, Acacian schism from, which, last, which lasted as, uh, the Acacian schism was not last like, uh, uh, damn, how long did that last? That was, uh, let's see. That was probably about 50 years. I started, uh, let me see, let me go open up my book. Let me open up my book. Let me see here. Open this link. Open up this 
book. Uh, all right. Uh, this is for uh, the, the origin of Islam. What page? Huh? What page? Page uh, 12. I know on page, it got to be around page 12. Let me open it up. So where they were talking about, because they were talking about the Acacian uh, schism during that point in time in there. And I just wanted to put that, because that's right there at that same time period. That's right at the, right the end of the Ephesus Council, right when, uh, uh, which we were talking about the Hinda token. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right there at the end. The Acacia schism is right. Is right on top of that. Right when Zeno, right when the uh, Byzantine ruler Zeno came in. Um, right. All right. I'm on page twelve right now. Let me see. Yeah, I'm, Hino, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna start at page. I'm gonna read page twelve. I'm gonna start the second paragraph. And it's gonna cover a little bit of what the Queen already covered. But um, the Hematokin decree cited the authority of the first four ecumenical councils, Nicaea 1, 325, Constantinople, the first, 381, Ephesus 431, that condemned Nestorius and Eutychus in the Council of Chalcedon that affirmed the consubstantiality of Christ with, with the uh, Saul mm-hmm. and with man. Interestingly, the decree skillfully avoided the Chalcedonian use of the terms nature and person. Composed by Acacius with the support of the Coptic Egyptian um, bishop Peter Mongus and promulgated by Zeno, this decree caused such a strong resistance and schism among the two opposing factions that today in history it is known as the Acacian schism, 484 to 519. Keep in mind that the feud was whether the Christian object Christ had a human nature. The monophysites said that Christ had no human nature. Conversely, the Chalcedonian Orthodox Christians said Christ had two natures, a divine of soul-like spirit and a human nature. As a side note, keep in mind that the two feuding communities were Coptic, Egyptian, Africans. Uh, yeah, that's good. The brother put that note in there, too, right then and there. He was like, um, other nine, uh, he was like, as a side note, keep in mind that the two feuding communities was Coptic, Egyptian, Africans, and then he noted that other non-indigenous races living within the African continent were not involved in this philosophical wrangling at this time in history. The wrangling should lead one to the question, if this Christ was a real-life human being person, then why was there an ongoing argument over the human nature of this Christian object? Remember that the polemics between the monophysites and the diaphysites were laying the foundation. Oh, well, he's going into something totally different. Uh, well, uh, we're, going, we're going to say right there that other than non-indigenous races were living within the African continent but were not involved in the philosophical wrangling at this time in history. And you should ask your question, why at this time in history are people still discussing what the nature of Christ was, because if he existed, you could plainly be able to tell what his nature was. Uh, go ahead, Sister Camille, it's on you. Your point, that's the excellent uh, question of the day and point as well. You know, you you have a people under siege, and the people that's under siege are saying, except the death, the best I can do is accept the Osiris aspect in this image that I know you made and that you took as characteristic from the from Osiris. 
but I will not accept it with this cracker free face on and it being you. They like next. Okay. They like okay. next. Yeah. We can look. We can. We made up stuff before, so we seen stuff go, come and go. But we ain't. We're not gonna take this white man. Yeah. That's the best I could do. Or you got to kill me. That's it. I can't do no more. Now you know family stay African to the core. Won't be there. You know, we couldn't break on that because that's just like the, the last thing that you can break on when you're dealing with an image of a deity is when you live all your life and the image of the deity looks like you. That's the last straw is that, all right, we can change. You're changing the nature of the deity. You're changing the name of the deity. But I'm not going to change it. Now we got to change the image into your image totally over here where we at. Now, that's bullshit. You can do it however you want to where you at. But why should I have to take that also? Exactly. So it's at this point after this council is over that you can really start to say, you know, um, this will be the first time in world history that there's a man-made pagan religion today called Christianity officially begins, even though we don't technically have the name, we don't have the name Christianity yet. We already, we just, at the end of atheist, we got this man-made thing no longer being called Jesus per se, but may see crypto, right? Mm-hmm. So, at the end of Chalcedon now, after we have the formula thing, that was written by the legate of Leo, the Melkite Pope, that uh, distinguished between the nature and person and stated that the races slash crystal nations, uh, there were two distinct natures, as we already discussed, whose individual properties had not been destroyed in this union. And they subsisted in the unity of one person. So once this is done, like I said before, you really have what you can now say Christianity officially beginning, and the man-made icon creature, which is today called Christ, the son of Mary, called the Christ, and the Virgin Mary, have been consummated without further argument at the end of this one, per se. So we so they say, or so they had hoped. But we realize that's not the case. Uh, this man-made pagan religion called Christianity, which began along with the Serapis, is brought forth as the object of worship of this new religion. At the end of Chalcedon, we have the Serapis of being called the anointed occurring. We have the Theotokian created the Virgin Mary to say that he was a flesh, human, and that his Osiris spirit could exist separate from his cracker beast flesh in the image of the race. Or, excuse me, maybe. Mm-hmm. And, that's what he, and that's what he was needing. That's what they were waiting for right there to go over. 
Because as you said, that's why I was saying earlier, that's why the first thing that they had to do was create, they had to make sure that they had the mother as a godhead also. Because that, that just sets you up for the for having that divine that you automatically have to be divine. If your mother is the mother of God, if we already set the mother up as the daughter, then you automatically you 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 shoot in for God's shift. You know how, how we can you shoot in. Yeah. So once you yeah, once you accept one, you gotta accept the other. Right, and remember, the people was used to the divine triad of a star, a set, and a root. Mm-hmm. Now that's yeah. Now that's why I was saying it would be easier. That's why when they had it, they had to have the theotokos because the people already had a certain culture that was already existed that dealt with man, woman, and child. So you couldn't up and just dismiss. The woman of that nature, you know. Later on is when they started to bring. Later on, way later is when they brought the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit replaced Mary, depending upon who you're dealing with. Uh huh. First. All right, so we we did what's going on out there, Black Power family. You know, we're taking it easy, moving on through. If y'all want to add any, uh, got any questions you want to add on anything, please do add on. Let me look inside the chat room see what's going on up in there. Consubstantiality. Blue the veil. Yeah, I got it now. <laughs> yeah, but I got it. I got it. My, I had a little tongue tie. Don't worry. Yeah, me too. But that's all right. I knew what you were saying. We'll get through it. We'll get through it. Y'all don't. We'll get through it. Don't worry. You know, I'm just a, I'm just a regular chief in the street. Don't I worry about that. <laughs> you know, we build it up. We build our minds up our own self. So, you know, don't mind. Don't mind me. But uh, back on back on to this information. We got some. Uh. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see where we at. Let me see where the last thing I just wrote down. Sister Kia said, "Oh, we didn't get to. No, no, no. We didn't. We didn't get to Anastasia. We didn't get to Anastasia yet. To the what? Uh, no, Anastasia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we we passed Anastasia because he was the one who came out there. He was I mean, the ruler after Zeno. That that you could fill that in." Because the next important council meeting is um, Constantinople two, with Justin C. One. So what you got? Because I've been with you that I know you know in um, Islam, the origins of um, the historical origins of Islam. So if you want to interject, I think that would be perfect. You know what I'm saying? All right. Well. All right, well, I'm, I'm, I'll go ahead and I'll put this information in then about Anastasius and what was going on right there and there, uh, right before that council, continent's noble, uh, the second. And uh, Anastasius was the successor of Zeno. Uh, he was he was in trying to, you know, do good by the monophysite church where, and uh, try to hold down some of the unrest of the two Coptic Egyptian factions of 
that were throughout the Roman Empire in, the uh, in what we would call the Byzantine or the Eastern Roman Empire. Uh, it, it, there was a lot of unrest in a large European community living in and around Constantinople, Turkey, which is the seat of the Byzantine Empire, Anastasius. Uh, he had stopped the gladiator competition in the Hippodrome uh, in the year before his death in 517 ACE. This action caused several caused uh, civil and political unrest amongst the two sports minded factions of Europeans living in the geographical area of the Northeast Africa. Uh, these sports oriented dems or factions were called the Venetists and the Pacini, uh, the Greens and the Blues. Each faction had its own color emblem identity, just like the ball clubs of today. These factions of Dems or the Hippodrome occupied the benches at the end of the arena on each side adjacent to the Capitol. The name given to the seat occupied by the Emperor when viewing the different sporting events held in the Hippodrome. The gladiator competition was one of the most popular of all events presented in Hippodrome. Uh, by abolishing, all right, all right, you know what? By abolishing this, what happened? Anastasia uh, abolished all the all the gladiator events because the main thing that was going on with the people is the people was always the people needed uh, they needed they needed some type of outlet because shit was already fucking up in the community. So in order to give the people an outlet and keep them off of focusing on what's really happening, they had the gladiator events going on. But what happened was that the gladiator events was so popular, but they were uh, causing they were causing um, what what uh I would say what Anastasius looked at it like was that it was causing a a uh a moral decline like so he wanted to try to stop it but during his stoppage of, of this it caused a riot which they called the Nicker Nicker riots in the year five thirty two uh, these riots uh, popped up and that's when we got Justinian the first uh, moving on to the scene and he was. Uh, anti-monophysite, you know, and so we're going to start dealing with him. We're going to jump on to just, Justin one and moving on to his nephew, which was, that's when the constant, that's when the second council was, uh, was called the second council of Constantinople was called during, uh, Justinian the first's reign, which was, uh, 527 to 565, uh, HCE. And what they did, though, the thing that Justinian did, though, was he created the he created what uh, Sister Camille uh, was talking about earlier. I believe she mentioned the Hagia Sophia, which was the uh, first Christian church or in, in like a uh, place of of learning. You know what I'm saying? And that was a uh, 532. Uh, yeah, 532 uh, A.C.E. is when he first commissioned the uh, African Egyptian artist architects, the African Egyptian architects to build the world's first Christian church, the world's first European university, the Hagia Sophia. Uh, and keep in mind that these Europeans were still angry over the Emperor Anastasius first abolishing the gladiators competition 15 years earlier. So what you got going on is that they, you know, like I said, they, they building, uh, building their religion up because they have to control this wild population of people that they have. And the so, uh, people are going crazy and crazy because what's going on is that they have no form of entertainment, nothing to keep their mind off of the bullshit that they deal with on a regular basis. So this is one of the reasons that they got to speed up 
how they doing this. They got to speed this religion thing up because they have to find, they got to maintain these people. And that's one of the things that those who are in power understand is that a strong religion can maintain the people in whatever situation they are. The people will be all right with it as long as they God okays the shit. Mm-hmm. And and Justin King was uh, very devious too because he saw that uh, the political people, uh, political and um, ecclesiastical uh, policies as being inextricably linked, and so he wanted to take back the donation of Constantine that was given to Sylvester One all the way back show you how the beast never let go of some shit, right? All the way back to Constantine, excuse me. So he has a black trader who advises him on how to go about it. But um... he wanted to be, you know, Caesar Pope. This is where the Caesar whole shit starts to come in. Uh-huh. And, and shit like that. Caesar yep. and uh, the Rome shit. I mean, a uh, Pope shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I just have a question. Go ahead, come on. Right. Um, you know, you're obviously read very well read, and you know, I'm I'm reading along not with the same text, but I have an ancient world history book, so, um. And and it's very well versed. Um, a lot of scholars and all that put this uh, information together. However, now that I'm listening to you and the sister, um, you know, and just just listening to you, kind of make sense of all this. My my question is this: What was? Do you see the reason behind all of this? for the simple fact that if we came from ancient times from a place where the gods and goddesses ruled the planet and they lived in peace and harmony in their developed civilizations, what was the need to go through all this evil and degradation just to bring in a one monotheistic God concept that has not worked and has only caused trouble on the planet for all this time. What what do you perceive was even the reason? And, and I do want to add this one thing, that from my studies, um, King, well, what, what would you say? Uh, the God, Atanakin, I, I don't know how you would say that, Atanakin, the uh-huh. Can you, you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, Atanakin. Right, yeah. and what I have, from the research I have done, is that he was one of the first from before, um, well, I would say maybe around the same time, but only in different parts of the land, that also uh, started putting in place this one monotheistic God concept because he wanted everyone to look at him as just a God. But before him, his father... And and those who preceded him, Akhenaten the first, they did not succumb to that mindset. But he did. So, but again, my 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 question is, what is the purpose for them to 
you know, to go through all of this just to set in a man-made religious order when, as original people, we already had a God concept. Now, I, the, the the people who we talk about, the Africans who created this, though, they created this under, under I would say it was more under duress because they weren't creating it for themselves. They were they were actually fashioning the religion for people who for, who were outside of Africa. They were not really fashioning it for themselves. They, they, these these things, even though Africans were the uh, the priests and the bishops during this time, this was during the the, the times of the first uh, like Romans really running the country. So it wasn't basically like like I said, they weren't creating it for themselves. And I would say that it, they work. See. It's about what you want stuff to work for. Uh, okay. Somebody got somebody right. got something going on in their background. Somebody got something going on in their background. I sound like some, some some dishes or something going on. Y'all might be washing dishes or something. Let me see. Here. Nah, that ain't that ain't you. No. Let me see. I'm quiet here in my room. Um, All right, I got him. Yeah, I follow what you're saying. That it was during the time where the uh, the basic, from what I'm understanding. Is it was during the time when the Roman Neanderthal species of man has started warring and traveling across the planet, and really forcing this Christianity, uh, monotheistic Christian-based religion on them. I understand that. I understand that. There's something and, important for you. Before you get to the Romans, the first thing that starts this off is with Alexander the Beast coming in asking to be made into a deified, to be deified as a god, based upon the statues that they're seeing now and in places that they're not allowed to enter, that people, are, are Africans are giving their lives to prevent them from entering. I understand. I mean, I and understand you, all that, but my, my thing is... Last oh, oh. Hold on. So from Alexander, it starts really at his death with Ptolemy Laggy I, 323 B.C. And by, and by 320 B.C., we find some traitorous black people who will make his image into a god. This is where the madness of Christianity gets started. Yes, I, and I agree that I, I have some of the same knowledge. But, again, now I'm trying to get into the psyche of our original ancestors that were more, they were more prevalent, and it was more of them at that time. What prevailed, what, I'm just asking your opinion, what would prevail them to even allow this to happen? Oh, Fear of death. Fear of death, y'all. The huh? priests and priestesses feared death. That's why you have this fraction occurring that Constantine, by the time he come around, can take advantage of with his donation of Constantine that he gives to Sylvester, who initially was in the exterior Coptic community, those that were refused, that refused to accept Ptolemy Juan Laggy's image as a god, as Serapis. So we got to remember that this is almost a thousand years. This is almost a thousand years over a thousand years after, well over a thousand years after the last actual um, Nubians reign, or the actual the last Africans 
had a, a real reign inside of what we call upper upper Kimmy. They did, you know, this is this is and so this was after wave after wave of um, of onslaught from all type of uh, foreigners. So by the time that they had come in with this religion right here, our people had already been fractured to a point where we were we were being occupied in a mannerism. Plus, uh, uh, you got the traders that they 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 never made it into what you want to call central or what is called Central Africa. They're dealing yeah. with our ancestors that were in North Africa, the the line that we have been told that is called the Middle East. Those ancestors that was in those regions by numbers, right? Yeah. Were being, yeah. got an onslaught of the cracker beast that came out of Eastern Europe. Southern Eastern Europe. So Ptolemy Laggy is this cracker beast who comes in after Alexander. He takes over from Alexander. Cause it, and let's not forget, these are soldiers of Alexander. Yeah. True. And he, he's one of the ones that takes over. you got another one that's stationed in what is now called Alexandria. But we're going to get to him later. But anyway, he's the one who gets done what Alexander the Beast couldn't get done. Gets a priest to create a God image of himself. This is the beginning. So those Memphis um, traitors, instead of dying like the other ones did that got confronted by him, yeah, yeah, that's true. turned over their record. They agreed to make him an, into an image. And this same group of Africans who then got financial wealth from the Cracker Beast, because you got to remember that. They go into all the other temples, close them down, and they take out their scrolls. Who do you think got the chance to read those scrolls? Wouldn't it be those same traitorous? The scroll masters, I'm I... Hold on, Hello? who is that? Hold on, who is that? Somebody, hold on, hold on, listen, listen, right? Y'all check this out. I don't mind y'all coming in, but if somebody talking, please be respectful to the people who are talking already. Um... And, and then we'll we'll keep this thing going. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, go ahead, Sister Camille. Yeah, so that's <laughs> black traders. That's why I feel the way I feel about traders, because you, as as we keep studying our history, this is yeah, the yeah, thing. Yeah, I completely agree. I don't. So, Queen, that's how it comes about that you now got our people, the Melkite Coptic traders, pushing this religion that they have helped to create, that they created, because there's no white people involved here. The motherfuckers can't read and write yet. All right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Formulating this shit to get financial gain and to get authority, uh, 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 pseudo-authority, over the northern eastern regions of Africa where these cracker beasts were now occupying. Pause for a second. Pause for a second. Sister, what state you in? You in Ohio? Yes, sir. All right. Listen, that's what I'm going to do. I'm about to go back through the line. Everybody's line, go on mute for a second. And then I'm going to open y'all back up one by one. Okay. That way we won't get interruptions like that.
Hello. Black Power? Uh, oh, yeah, I'm being quiet like you, waiting <laughs> to see what, what's happening. Someone was interrupting the line. I think he's trying to cipher it out. Mm-hmm. Hmm. The brother? Yeah, I, I just want to give an example, you know. Um, the the, the Dinatus, um schism controversy that comes about, and, and how does it come about? It comes about over a quarrel over the reconciliation of the traitors, the clerics and the bishops who were responsible and handing over their sacred writings to the imperial Roman emperor, excuse me, Diocletian, D-I-O-C-L-E-T-I-A-N. And this is known as the Diocletian persecution from 303 to 305. Now this is, we're talking A.D. now. At at this point, from 320 B.C., with the image of Ptolemy being created from Osar and Apis and being made into O Serapis, and then they dropped the O and left Serapis. You got this going on. So these black Melkite traders wanted to still be um, held as bishops. So you got ancestors who was like, oh, hell no. And one in particular, you got a, a traitor, a Mensuris, a Bishop Mensuris of Carthage. His actions were challenged. And he had satisfied the persecution authority of Diocletian by handing over sacred writing. His actions were considered immoral by the exterior Coptic community. Okay, who claimed that he should have offered himself to be martyred in the spirit of his predecessors. And they were referring to the Decian persecutions that happened in uh, 250 to 251 A.D. Just to get a little backdrop on what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand what we're talking about. I just, you know, like I said, um, I, my, my my thinking was just, uh, why in a civilization that, you know, was so vast and from what all of the archaeologists can find and all of the scientists can uh, muster up from the past, they all agree that the ancestors were some of the most intelligent, high-cultured beings ever on the planet. Why would they have wanted to change that or you know, what was in them that put them at rest or 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 unrest in a in a state of unrest that they would allow a group from amongst them to do this. Now, I mean I understand that the people that you're talking about were not the original originals. They they had to have been some some lesser mutation up from the originals from the cradle of civilization. You know, or I, or else I just cannot see why they would want to change something that was already perfect in the beginning, and, and that that was the question I was asked. I mean, I understand what happened, but I, I'm I'm just you know not understanding why it had to happen. I mean, I know our people started migrating from the cradle of civilization and developing other uh, uh, stations and other 
satellite civilizations up from the cradle of civilization, which was, you know, where the Sumerian people started off way back when. But I just don't understand where the dissension began. I mean, I understand what you're saying. There was traitors. People develop a traitor instinct and mindset and all that. But even with that, I say, why? You know, I mean, why? You You have a planet full of everything that you need and want, and yet you still are not satisfied. Well, you know, we're now dealing with flaws in, 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 in character. Uh, the universities at this time um, were not the same. I mean, before Alexander, you got a master's. I can't think of, forgive me right now, but I'll pull it up later, his correct comedic name. But he allows them to come in closer than they had ever been before in North Africa. Okay? That poor Cornorticus. Nordicus now, just going off the top of my head, that would be in the area, the most northern tip of, say, where Mauritania is or Morocco. Mm-hmm. So when Alexander comes in, you already have some of the crackers that he has allowed in at, in that area. Thinking people are friends and not thinking that these same uh, people that you're trying to civilize is going to turn on you. Right. But that's what they did. So now you got a group of our people, for whatever their character flaw is, instead of dying to preserve the truth, they refused to die on that sword, and they made a deal with these cracker beasts. I will make you into a god like what we have here, that we can go back for hundreds and thousands of years that you see in these temples. I'll make you into one of those. So what did they get in return? They got the sword. They got the, 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 the sword of the cracker beef behind them. Mm-hmm. So that's how this thing was allowed to come about. Not done what they done, we wouldn't be having this discussion. Oh, most definitely, I agree. <laughs> I agree. So now, you know, and, and now, you know, what I hear from you, and and I hear in your 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 vibrations, is that you <clears throat> are really fed up with this the same thing continuing because it's the same old thing. It just looks different. You know, yes, it's a different era of time, but it's the same mentality and the same actions. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, okay, what are we going to do to turn this shit around? You see what I'm saying? If it continues, then eventually there will be no original people on this planet because the plan, you know, with all this intermixing and interracial stuff going on is to take and totally annihilate the original gene. And it can be done. Through selection and mutation, it can be done. That's science. We are not even aware of that. I mean, well, not we, but people. You know, some of our people that, you know, are living from day to day are not even aware of what of this, that's what's happening, because they're so caught up in Jesus, so caught up in the church and in the Holy Ghost, 
and all these other derivatives of religions that come from Christianity, they're all Christianity, whether Islam, whether it's Judaism, whether it's, it's, it's Baptist, what, all of it is still the same shit. It, it, it's all the same concept, just different names. It, it, it all degradates women, and it all has the same uh, pseudo uh, male chauvinistic mentality that a man has to rule everything, and and that's crazy because that was not what it was from the beginning. Ashe, and I also would like to add that these religions are also uh, homosexual. Definitely. Absolutely. Black Power, hello, can y'all hear me? No, well, I can hear you now, Tim. Oh my, yo. Stop playing. You know, you know. I, I was on this whole time, right? Yes, I sir. heard y'all talking back and forth. I thought that y'all could hear me talking, so y'all no, continue the conversation, right? And so for a while, I thought that y'all could hear me until just probably about a, a minute ago. I'm like, I don't think they can hear me, and I'm wondering why. And it's because I'm skyped in, and 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 I didn't unmute my own line when I muted yes. everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but y'all yeah, both were making some, some real excellent points. But um, one of the things that, that I wanted to say was that uh, one of the things that happened, it was time. Time also happened to us. We've been on the planet for a long, long time. And over a long time, you, you learn some things, you forget some things. We're moving through a universe that, Sometimes we closer to the we closer on top. Sometimes we not. It's a cycle. So you know, during this cycle, we cycled out. Now we cycling back up. Mm-hmm. That's how. That's how. That's how I look out. This is. This is how this happened, and this is what happened to us. We cycling and cycled out. But I want to uh, go ahead and, cl- and, and keep cleaning, cleaning up the uh, the end part of this uh, origin of this Christianity. I want to clean this up at the end. We got a couple of people who want who want to ask some questions, so I wanted to go ahead and clean this up, and then we can, uh, you know, then we can get into some real question asking and get into some uh, other dialogue. Okay, King, what you mean by clean it up? Wrap it up? Uh, no, no, yeah, yeah. I want to just keep going on the keep going on the timeline. Let's keep doing the timeline. No, I'm talking about clean Christianity up. We're gonna clean the origin up. We're clean. That's what's going to get cleaned up. But that's what I'm saying. We're going to, we're going to uh, go ahead and do that. But um, hold on one second. Hold on one second. I'm going to open this guest up and see what they got to say real quick. All right, guest 23, you you on. Hello, how's it going? I had a question for the the. the... Hold, hold on, guest 23. Wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute guest 23. Wait a minute. Let me see the rules over here, guys. Twenty-three. You called in. To, uh, did you did you read what our show say? Go back and read it. Go back to the to our homepage. Hey, go look and see what it say. We African first, second, and third. We really do not uh, uh, engage the Tamil who like that. You got a question, though. We'll get your question in after we clean this up, this Christianity up. We'll get to, we'll get to your question. We'll get to you. But we got time for that. But, you know, this is not a camera who's on. You know it. So, so could be here next. <laughs> I was like, what? Who was that? 
yeah, look, before you, you – just quickly, I, you know, several years – well, a few years ago, about five years ago, I did a black women's conference, and you could not believe the the Caucasians, and it was calling me, why can't I come? Why does it have to be a black women's conference? I'm like, ma'am, you know, this is for women of color, point blank. You cannot come. Now, when we have a general meeting where we are asked, including all races of women, then I'll let you know. Until then, goodbye. I'm telling you, they did everything they could do to try to stop me from having that meeting. But it went it went forth, and it was beautiful. But they just cannot accept the fact that we don't need them in everything we do. That's the problem. That's the problem. We're trying to figure this out for ourselves. We already got your opinion all my life. I don't heard your goddamn opinion. Right now, we're going to formulate our own opinion on this shit. Because you're just new to the planet. Thank you, but don't thank you. (laughs) Yeah, right? Just move that shit on, baby. Uh, Next. (laughs) All right, that was the comic relief for the night. Exactly. Okay. Back to this, back to this black crowd. I know he heard that about fifty times. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh. Well, sister Camille, where we at? I gotta go back and go get my book. I've been moving around and stuff. <laughs> but uh, um, Justin Ting one, who existed five twenty-seven to five fifty-five A.D., and um, we're going to be getting into. Uh, the Second Council of Constantinople II that he called mm-hmm. that he can get back the donation of Constantine so that he could become the first Caesar Pope. Now, as you had wrote down the um, Nakia riots that took place, his wife was also, or this cracker beast bitch was, um, mm-hmm. okay, because after the riot, Theodora took the suggestion, and this is, I'm going from Islam, the origins of historical Islam, just so you know, Brother Bourne, uh page 17, where um, she had took the suggestion of the wealthy European prince, whose name, by the way, I find very interesting. Harith Abin Gabala. Sounds very, uh, uh, the forecoming of Islamic names, the Abin shit. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. He asked for her to send someone to evangelize among the Europeans and other non-Africans living in Constantinople and other surrounding areas in Northeast Africa. And now this was done after Justine's army uh, killed 30,000 uh, Europeans that had came, again, from... Why was the crackers here? Because Africa was the land of milk and honey. And Alexander the Beast came up in there, and they got fed and started to multiply. They never left. More started coming. So Theodore reaches out to an African, 
Jacob Baradias, a.k.a. James Baraday, and um, she had influence over him, and he was a Coptic quasi-monophysite. So, again, in 553, at honoring the request of the wealthy European, Harissa bin Gabala, she sent him to evangelize and convert the Europeans who today are called Arabs to monophysite Christianity. So the, and monophysite, again, comes out of this Coptic, exterior Coptic community that refused to accept the two natures. And what's the ancestor name? A-U-T-Y-C-H-E-S? Uh, Utrecht. Yes, the father of monotheism. Yeah. They had him, uh, had uh, James Baradius to take his philosophy of, of monotheism that you could only accept the Osiris, uh, Osiris spirit in this created creature. And so mm. this is the first time that the cracker beasts now are being brought into the formation under the monotheistic side. And when we talk, we're talking about the Slavic Europeans, not mm-hmm. those coming out of Greece or the, the, the Great Roman Empire or the Seleucian uh, rulers, which is Greece, Macedonia. We ain't talking about them. We're talking about the poor cracker trash the savages coming out of the Slavic region. They're out of control. So they need to be evangelized. And so this monophysite, quasi-monophysite, because he was on the fence, he was down with accepting the uh, Roman Bazatine um, decree of Homo Usius, that it had two natures, that that was in the union, and the union didn't affect either one. He goes on to do this, and he he takes in a large number. And so the Africans now in the region that is called Syria, that we call Syria today, who who had accepted half of Christianity, and as the quote goes, Theodora most likely was thinking that half of a Christian was better than none at all. He was a compromising monophysite. So he helped to evangelize these savage Europeans. And he is the the one, like Brother Bourne said, in 532 commissioned the African Melkite Coptic Egyptian architect to begin the construction of the Hagia Sophia, which is completed by 537. Now, in the same year of 543, where James Baraday starts to evangelize these Slavic Europeans that are now in North Africa, which is called Turkey today, in the city or the, or, or the province of Constantinople. He sets into plan how to take back the donation of Constantine. 
And, again, you got an African trader who comes along to help him right on out with the plan. Tells him what to do, how to denounce the original, I'm going to call them one of the uh, earlier uh, diophistic, I don't want to use Christians because it wasn't really a term, but we'll say diophistic Christians. There were three brothers who wrote letters getting at Arius when he had made the strong statement against the created creature, Serapis. So these three, um, these are brothers who wrote these three letters, or bishops. The um, African trader told him to denounce them, and that would appease the monophysite, the monophysite. But he didn't just want to appease the monophysites. That would anger the sitting Pope Virgilis, who would not accept the condemnation of the three letters written by diatheistic Africans shitting on Arius and his stance or his rejection of Serapis. And I'm and I'm still here. Now we still now we still looking now looking now mind you mind you we in the sixth century and we still ain't found Christian. Now look look they calling this stuff they saying that you know they built the first Christian church right, but it's even though that's what it's saying it's still. It's still not really a Christian church. That's like, you know, that's like knowing what it is today so you can go back and look at it and say, oh, that's the, Christ, that's the first Christian church. I mean, not that they called it Christian, but because of what they, because uh, of uh, uh, what they was pushing out of it. This is why you can call it that. Yeah. That's and that's one of the things that when we start to look at some of the names and some of the places that are, are in the so called Middle East, what we find is that a lot of the names were named uh, after a lot of Bible had been written. So people went in and started to rename the place. Uh, different names in order to fit a script. So you have to be wary of, of, of um, a lot of things when we go on and look to try to either verify or falsify information. A lot of things have already been mixed and tempered with so much that you, you never know exactly what is going on. Because of, because of uh, how people go back and want to prove history for real. I mean, I mean, prove Bible history as real. Um, excuse me, part of stuff. Well, let me let me say that. Mhm. And the uh, trader 
who told him uh, to use three chapters. Let me correct myself. Um, was Theodora a accident? A S C I D A S. He was a scientist of Mel Kaitaki Egyptian. And he was an advisor to Justin King. And the purpose of this council, which happened 102 years later, the Council of Constantinople II, was in 553 A.D. And this council was um, conv- uh, convoked by Justin one. It is now being held in the Hagia Sophia. Remember, it was finished in three uh, 537. And the whole purpose of this council was to render a final condemnation in accordance with Justin King's earlier instructions on the three chapters or the three Nestorian monophysite chapters written by the African bishop Theodora of Mopsusia, M-O-P-S-U-E-S-T-I-A, Theodoret of Cyril, or excuse me, of Cyr, C-Y-R, and Abbas of Odessa. Abbas is I-B-A-S. Okay, now... They wrote these, quote-unquote, three chapters, the three people that I mentioned, as I said before, to go against the Monophysites, the Nestorians. And these were accepted as dogmatic laws at the Council of Ephesus. Justin Ting wanting back the donation so he could be the first Caesar Pope condemned the three diophysic bishops that were behind the three chapters condemning the monophysites and the historians. Because he knew that the Popovich Vigilis, B-I-G-I-L-I-U-S, who had ecclesiastical authority in the Melkite Coptic community and the Hagia Sophia would not accept that shit. And when he didn't accept it, then he could come at him with force saying that you broke the uh, uh, rule, I'm the emperor, I'm taking back the donation of Constantine. And that's exactly what he did. So he basically used this council meeting to get back the donation of Constantine that was in the possession of the Melkite Coptic community from the time of Constantine I, which was... uh, 313, 314 that he gave that this donation went down between him and Sylvester I, the African. And after he takes it back, he decides Mm -hmm. that the Melkite cop will no longer be and he began to usurp their power of religious authority.
that's like that's like recorded racism. That's just like one of the first recorded uh, uh, racism white supremacy. Using <laughs> racism white supremacy. Here I go. It's about to take back the land. We promised. So what? We made that. They made that deal. We got a new deal on the on the goddamn line. Mm-hmm. And you know, this is 118 years later from Constantine. Okay, and so he allowed the Melkite before he took back the donation of Constantine. Uh, 555, right? He allowed the Melkite Coptic or the Melkite diatheistic Coptic Christian religious community to use this church for religious and teaching purposes. This was the first place now where Europeans are being educated by Africans. And the ideal behind this was to set in place a religious, ritualistic format in honor of Christo to be used when he took full ecclesiastical control of the Hagia Sophia. First thing they did, this was uh, done by creating the oral more regalia narrative, homily, concerning Christ, and was aided by them creating other rituals, such as the ritual of offering bread and wine as the body and the blood of Christ and calling it the consecrated Eucharist, E-U-C-H-A-R-I-S-T. Eucharist. Thank you. Eucharist. Thank you. They continued the process of theology, which was started with the diatheistic uh, Coptic, which I didn't know like that. Yes. Identified their female members as virgins. And also used Nazi's Homo Usius Creed as old mass community. And all of this was created by the Coptic Melkite Christians and are used to this day. And the Roman Catholic Church, Christian, you know, Christianity got some of the attitude of that. When you go in for uh, eat the, the, the wafer and, and drink the so-called wine, and I forgot, I guess they call it the same shit. I, I couldn't tell you. Um, you know, I, don't mm-hmm. know, I wouldn't know. Now, after that was done, he decided they was no longer needed and usurped their power. So at the close of Constantinople II, Justin began to practice and uh, took the role of the Pope with full ecclesiastical authority. So he became, in, in essence, the first European Pope of the world's first Christian church, the Hagia Sophia, which is in North Africa, which prior to all that time, thanks to the donation of Constantine, it was uh, African, uh, Melkite African. And then you started to have the breakdown where you had quasi monophysites depending on which emperor, because when you, when you get into how Islam gets formulated out of the monophysite and the monist African exterior Coptic community, you start to see really the, the, the formation of Or what year was that? And what year was that? That's, we're still in the sixth century. We ain't even got to the summer century yet. Right. This is, well, he takes it back. He just, he just, he just, he just poses or murders, I'm going to say. 
the papal of the Melchi community, Virgilis, when he refuses to go along with him, with uh, Justin Teen, wanting a decree to be produced to denounce the diatheistic Africans who wrote the three chapters denouncing monophysite, Nestor, uh, Nestorianism, and, more, and, and in particular, Arius, because they come about after Arius makes this strong statement. So now we see that's the, the formal opening it up and initial beginning of what we can of what we can start to identify as Christianity. It's that five because uh all right. Because when they start to recounsel that was that was right at the end of the beginning of the seventh century when they tried to where where they spoke about how they try to recounsel with the uh the Syrians and the Coptic Egyptian uh monophysite with the Orthodox Christian Church and try to get them all together into one into that one will, one energy. Right. Mono um energy uh, mono, yeah. Yeah. Mono Mhm. Yeah. And monothelitism. Yeah. Monothelitism was the it's one, a, right? It's one energy, yeah. Monothelitism is one will, and monothelitism is one energy. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, but that, you know, that's, uh, that's coming up. Um uh, so now we got the European monophysite community, which done, which done erupted now. Um, let's see what what else going on during that. What else going on during that time period? Um, dealing with, dealing with that, well, they got a lot. They got a lot of fighting going on over here, and um, oh, one of the things that. Now, over in Western Europe during that same time, that's that's when they had their cult started. That's when they started uh, doing the Soul Invictus worship on the other side, on the Western part of Europe. They were using some of that for the, for the elite, which was a different type of play on the same uh, type of the same type of deity where they could amalgamate them all together. It was still so rapid, still a soft. It was still a song, anyway. Mm-hmm. And I think just uh, needs to be uh, brought out too that the uh, Memkite um, African cop also created within the Hagia Sophia the world's first academic institution for the Europeans. Within mm-hmm. this institution, the entire faculty was Coptic Memkite African Egyptian thereby becoming the teachers of the Europeans in an organized institution. This institution, on the orders of Justin Teen and his wife, Theodora, only allowed young males to enroll 
who took the oath of celibacy. The curriculum and teachings of the Melkite Cops at this institution is the most likely source of any factual information that may be available to us today about the ancient Egyptians of antiquity. Some of this information is available today and can be found in the Coptic Library and museums in the Vatican and Rome. You know, you know that's some slick shit by the Africans to, to put that on. You know, look, the only way you can come in here is if you're going to be, you got to be celibate. You can't make no kids to teach this shit to. Give it to you, but you can't make no kids and keep it. Well, knowing how they got down, they probably wanted it like that. Yeah, you know, this <laughs> You know, this faggoty ass. You ain't told no lie either, Sister Kadir. They're taking no account for how faggoty they are. That'd be a sure enough move right there. That'd be a sure enough move. Because okay. during that time, they was raising homos during that time. And they, they, were, they, were starting to develop, they were starting to develop agape love during that time. Mm-hmm. Hey, welcome back to Great Point. It should be pointed out again that Constantinople in Northeast Africa was the place where Europeans received their civilization via the teacher institution of the Hagia Sophia and not Greek. To further substantiate this point, I reiterate, the Greeks had no alphabet prior to coming into contact with the ancient Egyptians, and he's referring to the time period after 332, mm-hmm. Alexander the Free. And the Greeks did not have any institutions in Greece during the time of antiquity. You know, I say, um, you know, th- their intent to be uh, um, masticate women and the whole spiritual, mental, and physical being of women, you know, was proof positive to their homosexual nature. That everything they did was to remove the woman out of it and only use her when it benefits them. And that was a lot of things that was going, you know, they proved that in a lot of the um, acquisitions that they had uh, because some of the sisters would not submit to Christianity, then they were called witches and demons and all that, and they and they killed them, you know. Uh, my book says that Constantinople uh, killed his own wife. He drowned her in water, boiling water, and then killed his own son in his quest to, um, you know, be a part of getting this one monotheistic, uh, unrealistic, unnatural guy concept, you know, on board with the rest of the people. So, um, you know, 
been they've been liking to stick each other. You know, the penis they they were more in love with the penis than I guess the women at that time because you know we were on a higher advanced level of consciousness at that time. We were not these overly sexual beings that people are today. You know, I, I have nothing against sex. I, I think it's a wonderful connection between a god and a goddess, and 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 it it entails a former a higher form of uh, intellect and communication when a when a black man and woman you know come together, and especially in the, in the reason for creation. But uh, you know, the fact that the earth is populated overly populated today, and and in the worst condition mentally and uh, emotionally today shows that sex now is being used as a tool. And this is why the earth is overpopulated, you know. And in the in places that poverty is overwhelming, you see. You know, like India. Why are there millions and millions of people that live in India, Calcutta, you know, uh, Nepal, and people are still living in shanty towns and, and living in shacks and, and, and whatever they can find to build a shelter over their heads, but they're constantly having children, you see. They're constantly having sex and having children that they can't even really take care of. It. And the same thing is beginning to happen here in America because of the lack of mental, I mean, true mental stimulation, being on that higher frequency, then all you can find yourself to do is want to you know, deal with the lower self, and now we, you know, the overpopulation is just totally getting out of control. You know, before the AD, okay. you before said, the, oh, point so, point so quick. You know, I just wanted to, I wanted to say something real quick about the um, overpopulation. I think the main reason we got overpopulation is because we got unnatural species on the planet. So <laughs> we can get rid of some unnatural species off the planet. Okay. Then we can move some people around into, and I don't think that we've really got to move nowhere because it's a, it's a lot of things that we just not really taking good uh, advantage of. But um, I, I just wanted to, I just wanted to interject that about you know thing about the population that I don't really think that it's a overpopulation. I think that more or less it's the resources not being being utilized properly for those who are populating and that's those people who were populating, if they didn't populate, they'll die out as a people. Right? If we didn't have, if we didn't have our children, and this is something that's, that's honest, if we didn't have our children having babies at 15, 16, we would die out. Because most of the women, once they get 25, 30, they'll have their one child, maybe two, not having six, seven children no more. But we are dying, though, at a rate that so that so we're dying at a rate though that is um so unnaturally high that it'll offset if we didn't have our children having children right now. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying that it's a good thing, I'm just saying that it's something that is bound to occur when we have so many uh, children, so many abortions. And a lot of abortions are being had by women who are older. Who who are you know they got jobs and stuff like that they you know they're taking this this type of route you know the children are, are having the babies we see them they fifteen right sixteen fourteen they having them babies we having our babies 
the women who not have who not having the babies are the ones who thirty five who should be having the baby. Mm-hmm. Have the baby. You the one old enough to to have the baby who got a mind who should be having it. And I think that that's one of the things that's going on is that we, you know, our, our youth are just making sure that we're at least here. They're like, look, they're the four. We're at least going to be here. Well, you know, it's a it's a double-edged sword, but I, I feel that I got to try to take the, take the best okay. out of it because I understand I, I understand our uh, – I'm looking and seeing how how much we are losing, and that don't go to how we killing each other on the street. That just go to abortion alone. Mm-hmm. That right there, the numbers in abortion is the ones that really set us up for the failure. If we didn't have our, if we didn't have, like I said, we didn't have young girls having babies at 15, 16 years old. The numbers that that abortions would be. We'll be looking like how white people are naturally looking on the decline, on the decline, the population decline, mm-hmm. because that is, that that shit is just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But I digress from that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I digress from that. We surely you know, can get out some deep dialogue when it gets to that. That's for sure. No, nah, definitely, definitely. There's a lot. It's a it's a lot of things that are affecting it. You know what I mean, and we and, and so it's so many different things that we all got our we all got a job to do, so we all need to make sure they get in, get in where you fit in, and just make sure you're doing your job. Well, exactly, you're doing a great job to this extent. This is one of the this is the first thing that tackled is this is this uh, false mindset. I mean, it has to be tackled because it, and I think what you're doing is very honorable because. Um, until you know people's minds get on the right track, we can we can try to develop any other um, uh, level of what our condition is and try to change it. But if people's minds are not in the right uh, mindset, it, it's not going to go nowhere. We okay. we've seen proof of that all the time. You know, group here starts something, they start a movement, but then all of a sudden it's no more because. The mindsets are different, and, and, and if the people are not walking together in a, in, a, in a direction that is beneficial for all, it's going to be chaos. And mm-hmm. and that's because, like you said, you got niggas over here talking about they Israelites, some niggas over here talking about they Islamic, niggas over here Christians, all different denominations, niggas calling themselves all kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? And here we are right here in America. This is not Africa. Africa is a, a country a million miles, you know, a million square miles huge. United States is just three times times two. And and then we, you know, we're concentrated here, and then niggas want to be divided, and I'm this and I'm that, and my flag is this and my flag is that. We, it, this is not Africa. Africa got hundreds of different countries on that continent. So they can be different. They can hail different flags and have different traditions and have different ideologies. But here we are in America. This is this is a small place. And and how can we be so self divided? It's not gonna get us anywhere. And it hasn't. So I think this is this is very needed for for this Christianity to be tackled with and proved to be the false uh religion that it is. I really do. 
Black Power. Thank you very much, sister. And we thank you for calling in and dialoguing with us while we taking um you know, take our time dissecting the the, the origin of this thing. So you know Well I have enjoy I have enjoyed listening and I I'll I'll visit you another uh and the next time. So if I see it on the Facebook I definitely will call in just to, you know. Yeah, just listen, just what you just what you do if you get a chance, we got a group called Feet on the Ground. Mm-hmm. Feet on the ground. It's a group. Just join the group, and then you'll at least be aware of all the times that we're on. Absolutely, I sure will. Thank you very much, and you, you be uh-huh. safe and stay safe and peaceful where you at. All right, you too. Peace and power. Yes, yes, uh-huh. it's the Black Power sister. The power queen, and that's that's what we need more uh, African with an African perspective like that. Queen putting her feet on the ground. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. You know, we definitely, because once, when the black woman had this on station, the black man ain't got no choice, man. I'm telling you, you got to sharpen up. With the sister's sharp, you got to, you're going to have to sharpen up, but she's not going to want to be with you. And men understand one thing, that they want to be with women, real men. No, they want to be with women. So you're going to have to impress her with something. As soon as she just start getting impressed by intellect, man, you're going to have hey, trust me. You have a hard time impressing her with anything else. Yeah. So just a, a quick recap. Where we leave off at, at the end of Justin Team Warren's reign, all that is formulated now is Nathias or Crystal. <coughs> we mm-hmm. the name is Nathias Crystal. Or Christ. And, and what year is that? What year is that? When, that's, let me see. That's five. That's five, five. He ends at 549. Yeah, that's... What was that? Five? I don't All right. Maceo's crystals is where we at. And so at the end of his reign, we have, don't forget, uh, quasi-monophysite, Jacob Barandias evangelizing the crackers that have come into North Africa, which is now called the Middle East, um, <clears throat> from the um, Salvic community, right? Yeah, so, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah. which would, again, be the year 543. This was an important year with these mothers. Um, 
they start to build the world's first Coptic Christian church, which was a monophysite church. So they're going to do two churches now. The first mm-hmm. are the Melkite community, the diotheistic, the Serapis lovers, the Hagia Sophia, finishing 537. Then we have the church, which is going to be used for um, the church that's going to be used by Jacob Baradias to continue to prosper top. Okay, so this was um, the first copy church was a monophysite church. Today, this is the Jacobite church in Syria, named mm-hmm. after Jacob Baradias. Some years after it was built, it was used as the main headquarters for the evangelizing done by Jacob Beredeus, excuse me, amongst the Europeans, today referred to as Muslim Arabs. He helped Beredeus to establish a new hierarchy among the top monophysites, but not all African monophysites were in favor of this move, thereby causing more unrest among the monophysite community. Now, you got monophysites battling monophysites thanks to the traitor, another one, Jacob Baradius, who takes Theodora, Justin, Justin King's wife, Justin King's wife, Justin King's wife, offer to evangelize the Europeans. And she did this after the wealthy European, Harris Abid Gabala, requested this to be done with the savages from South Europe that were now in North Africa, Northeast Africa. Well, let's say Northwest at this time. Now we have to, uh, like, like the Queen said, we have the first Coptic, we have the first Coptic Egyptian. Oh, we've got the first Coptic Christian Church. We already had the uh, the Hagarus and Sophia. Now. That's what I don't know what you want to do here because in between this time, you got mass shit going on, all right? We're going to say for 549 because by 1245 A.D., this is when Isus was first applied to the icon or the created creature, Christos Christ, during the lion's. Um, the Council of Lions in the year, like I said, 1245. And this was done to give this created creature a first name to battle the rise of the monophysite Abin al-Arabi, Elias Muhammad, who was taking a hold. It's uh, 1225. Yeah. When when Jesus... Uh, when he turned to Jesus. There's no day yet. Yeah. 
And so we we talking about um, when we say Iosis, Ios, we talking about Greek, right? I mean, at the end of the day, that 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 is the, the progenitors. Of this. I mean, they are all the same crackers. Mm-hmm. And so they all practice the same thing. They just named it different depending upon where they was at until they understood how to deal with it as a real political system, and then they start to use it in that manner. Mm-hmm. That's why we have Islam come as the third thing, because those Europeans over there were the, lit, were the last to restructure their civilization in order to deal with their religion politically. Mm-hmm. I said. And so this cast of lines was called because um, this was done in Lyons, France, by the way. Let me get this right. And this was to deal with the struggle with the ecclesiastical authority of the um, Roman Emperor Frederick II over the Christian community under his rule, and to adopt a first given name for the Christ Logos. And this was done because the African and European monophysite community in Africa, 1240 A.D., had begun to use the biography and the life of Abd al-Arabi as their object for their new form of religion, which today is known as Mohammedanism slash Islam. <laughs> and as I was saying, that just you know, it's a political system. So once somebody's getting up one up on you, you got to come back with the comeback. And so under the leadership of innocence the force, they borrowed from the name Zeus. And came the first vision I see for the Christ. I see Christ. And on another time, I uh, thanks to Gerald Masters' work, you can even show where I use the word speech is of Egyptian origin. <laughs> Who's the coming one? Who? Nothing of Richmond. Nothing of Richmond. Not a dance. Except the name King James. You know, I'm guessing. So there's no Jesus because there is no letter J in their alphabet, 1240, 1245, okay? The J don't come about until 1630 A.D. What y'all going to do with this? Who is this mass man y'all y'all praying to? Who name is holier than now? 
what is his name? Sure as hell ain't Jesus. I said, <laughs> it's a racist. Oh, it's a racist. Oh, it's slow as he wants. Let me get my shit right. He's going to do a lot of transforming here. A lot of things in the spot. And I'm going to tell y'all, listen, Sister Camille being nice because she ain't even, Sister Camille being nice to y'all Christians because I'm telling y'all, there's so much other shit that they can wrap up that Sister Camille could just throw in there to add on to where y'all get this bullshit from that is ridiculous. We take you the easy route. Just right into Africa and say, look, look, this is how y'all, this is where, look, 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 this is where the doctrine this is where y'all getting any any real idea of how to be right from. But when you want to start talking about y'all motherfucking rituals and the shit you do, that ain't happening. No. The rituals and shit you got ain't happening. You might have sold some doctrine. You might have got some prayer formations, shit like that. But your culture, that's what ain't happening at all. Right. Right, that's more to other savage shit. Going on. Going on. Y'all in the thing that we just ain't going to do. So see, that's the one thing that they try to confuse us with when we when we deal with a topic like this and we make the connections to how Africans created it, how it was formulated, and um, all for practices that was inside the mother continent, and they and they get confused with that. We also carried on the practices that they find amongst them own selves. And no, no, no. You remember the job that y'all was dealing as uh, savage beast people, and y'all brought the practices along with you. And so what you did was you found a way to formulate a a written doctrine around your wicked practices and rename it something different so people wouldn't know they're the same wicked practices. You keep doing what you've been doing. Screwing the donkey, screwing the sheep, sex with the baby, the damn Jew still sucking baby penises. He still sucking baby dicks. Right there live, you can see it. He has no problem with you looking at him doing it. Right. Y'all can call it circumcision, but you just listen. Yeah. That's some whole totally different stuff here. I don't know what you're going to do with it. This is the community drop that at your feet like that. And like you said, we being nice because we ain't really get in, get in on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, where the name Master comes from? You know, oh, I mean, it's it's so much. And then, you know, but but let's give a friendly remind. <laughs> okay. Uh, Moses, Mimon, or Maimonides, 
which there's a hospital in Brooklyn, named Maimonides after them, after him. It's a Jewish hospital. That's how it was classified. Who was inspired by the literary writings of Rashid, who first created the Old Testament or the Pentateuch in 1168. Looking from 1168 to 1180. It was first printed in 1475 by the Catholic Press for the Christian world community in Bologna, Italy. Now what? Now what about when they say, "Well, look, we have some scrolls. We have scrolls that we the scrolls had the writing up here. We had some scrolls. Y'all just trying to spike the record." I'm so glad you said that because now we can look at it from a clear eye. All right. If you're telling me you found a scroll 200 A.D., or even if you tell me 200 B.C., I will tell you that it was a Melkite Coptic Egyptian trying to formulate and create this man-made religious around the created creatures to rape us. Now, say it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Next. But, of course, right, um, abortions are definitely stimulated by the white man. That's the devil making us have abortions. I'm not trying to put nothing on the, on the black woman when she's doing that on, on her own free will. It's insanity. It's insanity. You know what I'm saying? We I all know what it is. We've all been insane here. So... I'm just, I'll just put in the context out there of uh, different things that are going on. Uh, and, and one of the things that naturally happens is that people, listen, uh, you will naturally start making sure that you're going to stay here. The babies don't need nobody to tell them that, look, man, we dying. They know. They got the pins and buttons of their people falling in the street. They wearing the T-shirts and all that. And become a natural thing. Natural selection, say it. Natural selection, say you have babies earlier. Uh, you might not have that. Might not get that chance. So, and if that thing not prove me wrong. Something that you uh, have spoken on before in regards to uh, the Mithradic or uh, Mithra religion being used, okay? I'm mm-hmm. going to quote 
certain of the Christian fathers came to see the likeness of their mysteries to those of the Mithraic religion, which, as Plutarch testifies, has been especially established in Rome about the year 70 B.C. Okay. Augustine says, Know that the priest, I know that the priest of him in the cap used at one time to say our cap one is himself a Christian or a Christian, which means that the Mithras identified the Christ with Mithra. Mm-hmm. The Christ of the bonnet rules in the catacombs. Mm-hmm. And the Mithratic mysteries were so like those of the Christian that Justin Martyr declared the devil had stolen them to deceive the This is a crazy Christian now talking. <laughs> crazy. Go ahead. My bad, my bad. Hold on. Hold on. Say that. Read that down for it again. Read that down for it again. Y'all listen to what the hell you say. It says the Mithratic mysteries were so like that of the Christian that Justin Martyr declared the devil had stole them to deceive the human race. Okay, just the insanity. But this is now, you guys remember, this is occurring after, I'm going to say after the second council. You you really start having uh, some of them trying to uh, formulate rituals, you know. We already went over the homoousius creed where every uh, council they're on had to be open as a son and a father, the same, all of that madness.
Hello? You hear me? Black Power. Black Power, damn. I don't know what happened. I got cut off. I'm, well, I'm, a, I'm messing around with this Skype, and I'm muted myself by accident. But, yeah, I was saying that. I, what, what, what make you do something like that? That's just that's just ridiculous, you know, just to, to take and uh, that's just madness. Okay. That's just <laughs> madness to say that the devil stole your story and gave it to some people before you can get your story out. Okay. That's real. This is crazy. <laughs> what? The devil stole it and gave it to the people over there mm-hmm. to confuse y'all. Come on. Come on, see. That's what I'm saying. This is why this shit was a this shit was a mind. They knew what it would do to a person's mind way back then. Uh, they was reading shit like this. They said, "Look at this shit. Look at this nut here. Look at this religious nut. He crazy enough to say this? The devil stole it. They really are. Okay." Now, I'm going to go back and then forward on something real quick. I want to go with um, the name Matthew. An Egyptian, right? Mm-hmm. An Egyptian. And um, the typical recorder and divine scribe was Matty by name, M-A-T-I. It further follows that Matty, whose name with the Greek terminus, or terminals, excuse me, not terminus, terminals, becomes Mathis, M-A-T-H-I-A-S, was the original author of the saying and the traditions assigned to Matthew. The name Matty, M-A-T-I, denotes the truth, law, or justice, in a dual form and phase. He is the recorder in the hall of the twin truth, the judgment, place of the clothed and naked, or the righteous and the wicked. Okay? Now, why did I bring that up? Because Hermes, who they call Hermes, who we know as Tahuti, right? was the writer of the sayings and the ritual, which one of the rituals that this author is referring to, Gerald Matthews is coming forth by day and night. Ka Matu was the scribe of the gods. And in Cracker Beast Christian art, Matthew is, the, is depicted as the scribe of the gods. With the angel standing near him, to dictate the gospel. At times, he is represented carrying a carpenter's rule or square. Top Matu was the measurer. He invented geometry and is called the measurer of earth and heaven. The lion is Matthew's symbol in Christianity, right? And that is the zodiacal, um, sorry, Zodiacal, can't say that right right now. 
sign of the month of Ta Mati, Tahuti, in the fixed year. Mm-hmm. Tradition makes Matthew to have been the eighth of the of the apostles, and the eighth Esmen E S M E N is the title of Ta Matu. Let's go. And to show that it's taken there, you got Clemens of Alexandria, right? Clemens of Alexandria quotes the tradition of Mathis, as told by the Greeks when they take Tahuti's name, Matu, which would make sense if we're talking about him and my aunt, right? Says Mathis, in saying to us in his tradition, wonder at what is before you, proves that admiration is the first step leading upward to knowledge. I wanted to put this thing up on Memphis and they say uh, that's what it was. Uh, according to according to the Greek historian Plutarch, Memphis was first introduced into Italy by pirates from Cilicia, southeast Turkey, who initiated the Romans into the secrets of the religion. These pirates performed strange sacrifices on Mount Olympus to practice the plague rituals with which according to Plutarch exists to the present day and was first taught by them. However, there were many foreign cults in Italy at that time, and these early mysteries did not attract much attention much attention. But they go on to when it, you know, it, it blew up and grew, it grew and grew and grew, though. <coughs> um, In Germany, they got they got Mithras uh, dating back. They got inscriptions of Mithras uh, found as a Saturnian dedication going back to 148 CE. CE. Um, one of the most famous Mithraic basilisks showing 12 scenes from the life of the god was discovered in Germany when uh, from the time period of Commodus, 180 to 192. Um, there was also, uh, you know, uh, uh, let me see, you know, they was, they, like, like I said, they was, uh, they was practicing in the thread, uh, because see, that's how, that's how, like, that's why it was so easy. That's why it's so easy to really, you know, it was hard, it was hard for the Africans to really get a wrangle on what they wanted to do and get that right. But it was easy to put the people into it because they already had it. They had already been dealing with a certain type, like not the people were the higher ups. The higher ups already had it, so they was already clear on how the system worked. 
like I said, the Christianity and all of that, like the Mithraic, though, the thing about the older, older, what you would call religions, they was for a certain, a certain people learned a certain thing. Everybody was not privy to that information. So, so uh, you know, a lot of those early uh, religions were only for a certain class of people, but they, by the time when we see the worship of Serapis and stuff coming around, they start to want to deal with it in a mannerism to wrap all the people up in it at the same time. So they was like, yo, listen, man, y'all got to create some new shit for us. That's going to have to be for every fucking, everybody you need to learn this shit. Can't be just for the higher ups. It got to be for everybody. You need all the tithes and offerings. You need everybody in here. Okay. They really, like you said, you had, as much, it, it shows why you would have, for example, in Proverbs, Solomon reciting word for word the philosophical sayings of the ancestors of men and nobles who existed hundreds of years, if not a thousand, at least hundreds, hundreds of years before the alleged made up words of Solomon is in the Bible. Because you have Melkite Coptic Egyptian taking bits and pieces from established sacred texts of ours and mixing it up and making it there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For example, yeah, go, ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. In the Gospels, there are seven women who intimately are associated with the Christ. You got Mary the Virgin, Mary the Mother of Jesus, Mary the Magdalene, Mary the Anointer for the Burial, Martha, Salome, Salome, S-A-L-O-M-E. Salome. Who also ministered to him of their substance. These women are his attendants. Just as the seven Hathors ministered to Asar in the ritual. The Egyptian goddess Mary, which we know means love, which it says also here, by the way, so I'm I'm, I'm all right with this, Gerald Matthew, in this book right here, is a form of Hathor. Mary is the cow, and thus the seven cows are seven Mary, as well as seven Hathors. The name of Mary denotes love, the beloved. Hathor equals Mary, was the Egyptian goddess of love, and the Virgin Mary is or was worshipped under the name of Aphrodite. Or Aphrodite. Right. By the quite Kripotes or some shit. K-Y-P-R-I-O-T-E-S. Mary was the habitation of the child Horus, who is simplified as the bird of, of soul or spirit. And in the Christian mysteries, the feminine Holy Spirit was held to be the mother of the seven houses, bringing us back to Hathor. Mm-hmm. No. Now, you're saying that, though, Sister Camille, right? And I know you want to let you go, but um, earlier you said something about the land of milk and honey. 
And that's really a, a, a reflection of half Thor and the honey that they, that's from that, that's the golden bee. That's, that, that's, that's the bee that's held sacred inside the Africa. You see, that's what the milk, the milk was, a, a that, that's from half Thor. That's the milk of half Thor. They talking about they talking about the they talking about the uh the deities there. That was a deification type of thing. But they you know, they use it because everybody know milk and honey is a goddamn uh laxative. Okay. <laughs> so I guess they were constipated and it was the brothers there said, Listen, y'all are constipated, y'all eat all that bullshit. Huh? Come some milk and honey. Get some milk and honey. Start cleaning them out. Well, but you just showed where that saying came from, though. Where, where his home had to be. Yeah, let me see. Uh, family. Huh? What you say? I don't know. But let, me see, let me see what the rest of the family got. Black Power. Black Power, Brother Little want to miss you. <laughs> Brother Little said he's on a fishing tonight. A brother Ryan, who out there? Let me see. We got the callers on the line. I'm going to open the lines up. I'll open all the lines at once. All right, everybody line open. Y'all got any questions about Christianity, the origins of Christianity, anything that we had to say tonight, if y'all got anything to add on to put in, please do what you got to do. You know, if you don't, keep the mic on mute so we won't hear any of your background noise. Before holy day, both their feet on the ground, so the house Saturday. What's going on? Well, everybody lying open, and nobody got too much to say, brother. Oh, hey, boo. Nah, Black Power, Black Power family. Y'all was handling in that business, family? Yeah, I don't know what happened to Brother April. He was, he was out there. What? It is what it is, but I'd like to thank all the callers for uh, tuning in. You know what I'm saying? So, we, uh, what we got right now, Sister Camille? What we got? What we got with these jokes? We're going to... Uh-huh. Having with the body of time that happened after 549 before the conference of Lions, is Lions France, in 1245 AD. So you got the, the monophysite after the Europeans were evangelized by Jacob Baradias, you now have. The Europeans now, for the first time, involved in, and when I say Europeans, I mean cracker beast Europeans. I'm not talking about 
the uh, practices that came into positions of power over our northern Africa land, the Greeks yeah, and not, the Romans. Yeah, not the Turk, not the no. Turk. Not... Right. Them being Theodora made a deadly mistake having them evangelized by the quasi-monophysite Jacob Faradiyas because they end up going hard body on the diocesan Christianity, opposing, at the end of the day, who's the rapist who then becomes Macy's crystal, the created creature. These European beasts that were evangelized, they were evangelized to not accept the human nature. Remember, James being, um, Jacob Baradius is a quasi-monophysite. Monophysites cannot accept the human nature of the cracker beast, the racist, who was the Ptolemy's one language. They can only handle the Osiris-like spirit and characteristics that were assigned to this created creature. Mm-hmm. This brings forth crazy madness. This brings forth the crusade. Uh, Europeans go buck wild, who later become yeah. called M. Yeah, so we right there at the we right there at the crusade. So we had a point right now. So this is what this is what's interesting about dealing with the origin of Christianity. Because while dealing with the origin of Christianity, Islam jumped right in there. And Judaism don't exist. A shame. <laughs> Where are you at, Jew? Where the Jew at? Man, what the hell happened to you? You hijacking some shit later on. Way later on. See, this is the thing about him. He hijacked it. See, he came in and had some customs that he gave out to people, and he took a certain type of stance. But he hijacked this late in the game. We're going to get to you. And that's why those crusades are important, because you start to see who the crack of these that formulates Judaism are. And, and, and I wish Captain Africa was on here, because he really has a strong hold on that. Yeah. And, <laughs> like, no, that's what we're going to have to go to a part three. We need a part. We got to go to a part three. We ain't going to build a back on this. We got too much time. If we want to give the people line by line, that may be the case. Yeah, because we got to make it accurate. Because, look, look, this, we had a point where we can't jump from 549 all the way to all the way to 1200 and not hit all these different things that have been going on 700 years. Sure. I mean, I'm down with it because, like, the sister had brought out how in the uh, book she got, and she tells how Constantine murdered his wife. You're going to see a whole bunch of that. You're going to see these cracker bees killing each other to become emperor. Oh, oh it's going to go wild. <laughs> going to be cracker going wild. <laughs> You know, we're going to definitely, we're going to have to do that. We're going to have to do that. We're going to have to make this a part three. We had a point, we done did three hours straight 
barely any questions, uh, and, and we still we ain't cracked two hundred more years. Mm-hmm. And the beautiful thing about the cracker beasts that were evangelized, where our people are the the true monophysites who who weren't accepting it, or the Arianists, or the Nestorians, they wasn't warring. But then they were educated. That shouldn't be an excuse, but they wasn't thinking about battling like that. But when he broke, when he gave them the monotheistic version, them goddamn cracker bees decided to go to war with them diatheistic Christians and the diatheistic Byzantine government. And that's what they did. Mm-hmm. And it was a win-win because the motherfucker who came out, who people came out of a cave, this was several generations ago. Now in the land, as we're gonna go back to the land of milk and honey, North Africa, boom, that they ain't never seen before, and shit. Access to things. Shelter, cribs, houses, hygiene, sculptures, art, gold, all kind of precious metals, melted, shade, all kind of shit. Think they leave it? Remember, Europe is not developed. It's nothing. It's nothing at this time. Y'all motherfuckers is up over here. The Gothic period of architect don't even begin yet. That shit that they show you the castles in England and in France and Germany, like they old in Russia. Yo, y'all could yo. Go ahead with the bullshit. I know better now. Mm-hmm. That shit don't start until after the Knights Templar. And the, and the damn Jews that was involved with the development of the Old Testament, 1168, 1168 to 1180 A.D., Oh, you're right. You don't have no damn Judaism. And uh, and an argument could be made, a real argument, that Islam definitely comes before because Islam derives from monotheistic Christianity, monist Christianity.
kill. So it mm-hmm. says, you know, neither can Judaism predate the first crusade of 1096. In simple language, the world had no religion called Judaism before the French baron, Rashi, Moses Maimonides, Jacob ben Mir, or the Knights Templar. They all played a hand in the creation and development of Judaism. So, you know, you got Mohammedanism derived from monotheistic Christianity and then Judaism slash Islam. Right. We got this thing. Now, I'll, I'll tell you this: because of the because of the the depth of Caucasian tricking and straight up, um, uh, you know, backstabbing back and forth. This was this was you know really when Justinian pulled back. And said, we're going, we're going to reassess what's going on. I'm taking back favors that was handed out. Then that was really the, 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 the ultimate play in making sure that this was, it just showed that this was a political, that now this is political. Mm-hmm. This ain't got nothing to do with no, making sure our, our heart and purification and souls is right. It's definitely all political. Exactly. It allowed them to get information on how a government is run. You know, it combined because, see, with our people, the people that, okay, like today they, they call themselves priests, right? These priests don't have, very few of them have knowledge of the seven liberal arts. They may do today. I, I don't know what they're teaching in the uh, seminary university. I can't say right now today, but back then. Knowledge from our people came from what we call the priest and the priestesses. Not just spiritual knowledge. See, there was no separation between what we want to call uh, academics and spirituality. If you didn't understand academics, you couldn't understand spirituality. You didn't hop to spirituality. Some universities were set up. You went through a, you know, a, 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 a extensive curriculum dealing with sciences that we have today broken up. You know. 
You got an A&P class. You got a microbiology, physiology, child development, child psychiatry, calculus, physics. You feel me what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So these are the things that you had to accomplish and be proficient in order to move to the next level or to the next grade. Until you could attain that which helps you tame the physical aspect of yourself, you ain't ready for the non-physical aspect of yourself. What you want to call spirit or whatever you want to call it, the body, the car, fine by me. The Cracker Beast try, has taken a shortcut, and this shortcut is going to come back to haunt them. There is no so shortcut in trying to perfect oneself through the knowledge hand, handed down through the ages by the ancestors. There's no shortcut for that. These motherfuckers had Melchizedek, Egyptians teach them, with, 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 and I'm going to say what they knew at that point, because clearly they had a flaw within themselves. So there had to be a breakdown in the structure of our educational system. But they took a shortcut, like you mentioned. All of a sudden now you got all of these Greeks that done wrote pieces of philosophy, on philosophy, Aristotle, book, fragments. I think it's physiosis. I'm correct off the top, not for sure. I'll get back to that. But bits and pieces. A lot of it taken, name put on it. But if your name is put on it, that means as the brother breaks down in his book, you had to be taught a language. They did not come in here with a written language. So who had to teach them? The male Coptic goddamn Egyptians. And when we say them, and when I say them, I'm talking about a selected group of cracker beasts, the generals with Alexander and Nathan. They didn't want to share this shit with the rest of the cracker beasts. With them, the cracker beasts, by nature, they selfish, individualistic. The only time they'll come together is the same way a damn pack of wild dogs come together to feed on something. And that something has been Africa and African. Since the abatement of the last damn ice age. I don't only that because they don't know what you're Yeah, sorry, okay. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Queen. My, my line was moving on the same on that. I got this mm-hmm. computer sitting on my lap, so the damn you know, arrow keep hitting the. I got to move the arrow from off the mute button. So let me um, ask you, on the board, where you at? How you feeling about uh, the unfolding of the origins of Christianity thus far? 
But listen, Queen, I'm sitting I'm back cruising into this thing, and I'm very, I'm happy to hear it, right? Because there's certain things that I, you know, like I'm picking up right now. I'm not really one who I didn't look into uh, the spewing whether or not or uh, when this thing originated. You know, I just any time that I dealt with it, I dealt with the blatant contradictions and the understanding that I know that the book you got, they didn't start writing doing printing presses to fourteen hundred to the fifteenth century did they have a printing press. So since they didn't have no printing press before the fifteenth century, that means any shit you got, people just made that up. And if you look reading from the sixteen eleven, then I know that was yesterday. They put that together. So anything in there, we can throw that right in the trash. As long as I got a per M Hayes rule in here, I can throw that shit that you got in the trash. If I want to read something that make me feel spiritual or something like that. So to hear the dates and to hear how, um, you know, the different African fractions were the ones who were actually the ones involved in creating this madness, one, uh, um, I was, uh, you know, it's, it's not something that you really like to hear that, that your people were the ones who created the situation for you to be in. But then again, seeing what situation they were in at that point in time, I was like, all right, I understand what they had to do because if not, you, they were facing death. It was like a life or death situation. It was some people, though, who did start to betray on the facts of trying to get the gold, you know. Um, but at the end, you know, but all in all, though, you know, I see that it's a long process. It's been a long process. That it wasn't something that was overnight. And that the way that it's given to us it is though that it was a, that in before we had a Jesus, that this thing already existed as a total religion put together and practiced. And what I'll say is that there were uh, cultures being practiced with a lot of the traditions that are within side of Christianity, but it was not Christianity, it was not Judaism. It was not Islam. Whatever you want to say it was, but it was not those things, because those things came about after a certain set of happenings. And that was the crusades that you started to get into. And I'm saying, Sister Camille, I'm being, I'm just, I'm loving hearing you break this history down, me personally. I just get to ask a couple questions. I get to lay, I'm laying back. I'm adding in a couple points here and there, uh, and and just, I'm, you know, a lot of times you don't get to hear the sisters just be able to just do their thing and just, and you know, so I think that is, uh, um, it's definitely needed, you know. I know you you know what you're talking about. Is there anything that I got a question with? I'm going to ask the question, and I'm, I'm rolling along with it. Taking some notes, my own self. At the same time, like I said, I just, I just picked up the one, uh, Walter Williams, the origin of uh, Islam, and I'm not able to really do that. So you know, that just came in this week. So I'm not finished with that. Checking the sources on that, but while, while, while you're speaking on this information, I'm checking the sources at the same time. I threw some of them on Facebook. 
Well, I'm, I'm looking around just to, you know, just to double check. And, it, and everything is historically sound. Every time I get a date and a name, the, the date and the name pop up and information surrounding the context of what he's using it um, pops up. So, you know, right now I ain't found any holes in his art. That, that has been my experience with his You know what I'm saying? And I, I really think, I think the ancestors for him and for his work because it was really the first time I came across the work that really dealt with the origins. Like you said before, I've always had information showing where this part came from the Bible or like Psalms 104, taken mm-hmm. from time and taken from, you know what I'm saying? Both sides of things, all the contradictions up in the shit, you know, questionable dates of the so-called supposed authors of the books. This is the first time where I got, like, the real history and the formation of how it came into existence and that there was resistance to it, which don't nobody talk about. For hundreds of years, Africans saying, hell, motherfucking, no. You may got me with your army. You call me up, God. Uh, right now, we caught up over here. We ain't got no communications with uh, Central Africa. You know, I'm about to get into the history of that. What was going on there at the same time? Because you, I, I, I don't see, um, a, for lack of a better word, rescuing by the Nubians. I don't see it. So some had to go down between sister, sister, brother, brother, brother and sister. You know what I'm saying? Because this is the same African, just in a different part of Africa. But even still, those Africans in North Africa, North Central Africa, was resisting. And the majority of them was willing to be murdered than to bow down to it. Yes. Home taken. By the way, you know this home. That's mm-hmm. another thing to, to establish. Our ancestors, 320 B.C., and home. Homes confiscated. Sacred tax taken. So, you know, there had to be an educational system that was there that had to stop because let's not forget now, a decree was um, issued, I believe it was, oh, I'm, I'm going to say this and then I'm going to find the Ptolemy in particular, that no more temples, universe, uh, temples of learning could be built. All of them were shut the fuck down. You couldn't even go in there to pay homage to the ancestors and, and, and to your ancestral deities that had been going on from time immemorial that you know of at that point in time as an African. So that was another factor. You know what I'm saying? In the decline. Well, by the time you get to 303 B.C. with the persecution of Diocletian, right, you got a, a whole generation, two generations, three generations of Africans who have not had the same education as their forefathers prior to the 
universities being closed down in the temples by the cracker bee. Mm-hmm. And we'll be taking that, we got to take that stuff into account. But listen, um, Right. <laughs> uh, we're going to go to the after party. We're going to wrap up. We're going to go to the after party because we're going to definitely need some more time on this. And, and we're not going to be able to finish it. I don't want to, you know, I, I want to make sure that we need to tight. And then I want to make sure I cut the after to get in to um, add a couple points that, we, that you know, I know that we might sorely, been, uh, sorely miss it. But Captain Ass is out in Big Ben. He he showed me some snow today. But look, California got snow. He's way up in the damn mountain, though. Yeah, but that's the problem. Like me and somebody was talking today, we came to the realization that there's four winter months now. March is not the same March that I knew when I was no. nine. No, it's not. It's not no. It ain't the no. same March. It ain't it ain't the same March. March is March is a winter month. Like March is wintry, and it's been like that for a while. Because I'm saying I I just I just recollect March having snow and ice in my yard last March. In the March before that, in the March before that, ice and snow still in the yard. And I'm least, like it's March. These five and it dawned on us today when we we were out. We're like, and me and her husband, we're talking, we're like, this ain't the same March. And I'm like, you know, I didn't want to say it out loud, thinking I might be tripping, but I'm like, nah, I don't look. And we was like, nah. And like you just said, if you go back the last three years, March is something different than March was in 2000. Yeah, yeah. By this time in March, listen, this um, is this the second week in, in March almost. Listen, it's, you know, it's brick outside. I'm tomorrow, you know, outside, it's brick. You know, it's brick. And it's going to be brick tomorrow because, look, no matter what, that 40 degrees, or I don't, you know, I don't know what y'all got in the city, but I know here, it's snow still piled up high all over. It's snow and ice piled up all over, still high. Snow in my yard is high. I got ice piles in my yard, like six feet high. So I'm pushing the snow and trying to keep the driveway clear. It's shit high. So and it, it's all over the place like that. So now uh, you still can't go oh, out here. You still can't go up the side. You, None of the bus stops are still not dug out. Now this shit is ice. None of the bus stops dug out. None of the, like, you go down the, go down the sidewalk, none of the ramps to get off the sidewalk, none of that shit is dug out. This shit like some mountainous shit. The only reason I can get out is because our whole driveway is clean. You get out. But besides that, the only place got the, the, the sidewalks open and clear is where the stores is at. So the only people make sure the side won't quit. So they will make sure people get in there. Mm-hmm. Everywhere else, it just still keeps snowing. So it's ice and stuff everywhere. Everywhere you, you shoveling it, it ain't going. You don't got nowhere to put it. We just got hit Thursday again, and it snowed all damn day Thursday. Uh, I can't believe 
That's what I'm saying. I'm right here. I'm right here. So I know exactly what you're talking. Hold on, listen. Let's go to the let's go to the after party. Each other. <laughs> we like we're the after party now. Like my family. Listen, don't mind us. But look, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna go to the after party. We're gonna come back with y'all. Uh, news, news, and more news will be Tuesday. You know what time it is? It's gonna be 10 p.m. on the east side. You know it's gonna be uh, that's gonna be seven on the west side, the death side. You know how we do. Uh, we come in like we go out. You know we keep it. Uh, we keep it strong, and this is always a show dedicated to the uh, to the memory of Dr. John Henry Clark. Also, we always dedicate this to Dr. Amos Wilson. Uh, to all those who are out there, you know I'm, I just got a word that uh, the elder Dr. Ben seems like he might return to the essence in the next couple of days or so. So to make sure that you all uh, have them in your mind, you know, maybe play a lecture by the brother to keep it, keep that spirit going. And um, with that being said, though, you know, we uh, we definitely thank everybody for coming out tonight. Thank y'all for listening. Any questions, you know what it is. Just uh, you know, on the ground, we keep it solid over here. Praise Matt Turner, glory to Garvey, and long living spirit of Dr. Khalil Abdul Muhammad. Cracker in the trunk. It takes a lot to turn an idea into a business. Yahoo Small Business has everything you need to start and grow your business. Get online for free. Visit www.yahoosmallbusiness.com.